Shout out to Fino and Black, this music lover. Juan Burgundy, Silent Age Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry I'm here representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real What's good, everybody? This is Phenom Black, your host, and you're getting into another Where's My 40 Acres podcast. Shout out to everybody who subscribed to the show. I have to do this intro because this week's episode, Deidre and I kind of just jumped right into a conversation and there were no drops. So basically, we discussed uh, Will Smith singing. We discussed the Jason Mitchell incident. We discussed Little Brother getting back together, kind of. We discussed a, a bunch of topics. But the first topic we really got into, which started off the show, was fried steak watermelon sandwiches or fried watermelon steak sandwiches. I don't know what you're supposed to call that fake ass meat, but that's what we got into. And that's what we're talking about right now. Enjoy the show and thank you for the support. Peace. Brookline Bistro is the one that I guess figured this out. What exactly um, did he figure out? Or I don't know how he figured out how to do this. Um, so he says he brines it with salt, spice, and ash before placing it in the smoker. Um, to finish, it's based in olive oil, rosemary, and garlic. And this shit is 75 whole ass dollars. It's for, for fake meat watermelon. <laughs> That's what it and, is. <laughs> it's fake meat and watermelon. The, <laughs> Yes, it's baby. Today, we are at Harry and Ida's to try the Wagyu melon sandwich. So I don't know if you remember, a few months ago, we did a watermelon ham video that went viral. And Chef Horowitz, the mastermind that created the watermelon ham, has done it again and found a way to incorporate the watermelon ham into a sandwich. We've been really crazy since the watermelon ham went viral. We've had a lot of fun. We, we can only really serve a couple of nights, so we're booked up for, I don't know, maybe a month now. It has overall been really, really exciting, but the one thing that's been universal is people have never had anything like this before. And so they're kind of shocked because it's just not relative to what we know for food. First of all, the outside is so good and so crunchy. It definitely has that fermented, sour, pickly taste, but then a really nice sweetness to it that's not like overwhelmingly sweet. Nice and smoky. The flavors are very, very similar to what I am used to in a katsu sando. When you first take a bite of the wagyu melon katsu sando, the first thing that you notice, it's like crunchy versus like a meaty, texture. Deep fried watermelon. Never thought that I would have that until now. In my mind, it says that it doesn't work. But now that I've had it, I'm surprised to say that all of these flavors make sense and taste delicious. 10 out of 10, I would totally have this again. I guess apparently people were having it in demand for Thanksgiving as an alternative to turkey. Who trying to get, first of all, first off, how is it an alternative to turkey if he's carrying it like a ham? 
So Damn. that's my first problem. Okay. Second problem is when your auntie accidentally pours gravy over this fucking watermelon, turkey ham, and eats it and backslaps the shit out of you through time and you a slave again. That's your fault. Okay. You ain't doing this shit in no Black Thanksgiving. You're not bringing no motherfucking watermelon ham and putting that shit at the table and letting one of your uncles cut off a slice, put it on a plate, mix it in with their sweet potatoes and their cornbread and shit, and they eat it. Because you're going to get all the way fucked up. Ain't nobody got time for you to be playing around with their Thanksgiving to the plate. Ain't nobody drive all the way to your grandmama house for you to be fucking around with their Thanksgiving dinner plate. Why y'all niggas want to die so bad? <laughs> and this is what they this person says when they had it. Bite it into a watermelon, you know, right away you're eating fruit. Duh. It's tender and juicy, nothing like the snidey chew of beef. Okay. What? But- First off, are we eating beef or ham or turkey? Because those are three different animals. Right, and you can smoke all three of these things. I don't know why this is so hard to distinguish, but like you can smoke turkey, you can smoke a ham, you can smoke a chicken, like you smoke actual meat. If y'all want to save some lives, tobacco some watermelon, roll it up and sell it to niggas so they can smoke it. Like if that's what you, if you really out here trying to save some lives, do that. But don't nobody need you fucking with their actual meat. Talking about this shit tastes like chicken. But when we put it with eggs, it's pork. And then it says, but the seasoning, a smoky, smoky with burst of rosemary and chili, mends with the juices to create a flavorful mouthful that is both sweet and savory. Absolutely nasty. It, sound, it sounds like lies. Smoky watermelon? I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't like watermelon at all. So, just regular watermelon you buy from the farmers market is going to disgust me. But this is just on forty levels. Oh, oh! So at this same place, he also has. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a vegan bistro. I'm assuming he also has a smoked cantaloupe burger. And I don't like cantaloupe at all. Um, while smoked watermelon slices are used for the Wagyu melon sandwich, a vegetarian take on the Wagyu uh, beef sandwich. So I'm assuming this place is a, a vegan or uh... I, I don't, 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 I don't. Let's go to Ducks Eatery. Why are we doing this? Why can't you just <laughs> eat the leaves that fall from the trees and shut the fuck up? Like, why do you have to make everybody else feel like you have some bright ass plant idea to veganize their lives? And nobody asked you to come up in their house with your greener is better bullshit and take the meat off my plate. Animals out here eating animals. Dog, let me be a savage. Stop fucking with my food. If I want to eat a salad, I'll eat a fucking salad, Br'er Rabbit. But I don't need you hopping through my crib trying to convince me that this cauliflower is really ground beef. 
nigga, please. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for your food shenanigans. <laughs> Lying to people's faces. Talking about you care about me. No, you're trying to make a fool of me. You clearly think I'm stupid. That's why you're trying to replace all of my meat with produce. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> that shit is trifling. Like, these niggas are battering watermelon and flaking it with bread crumbs and frying it. I hope you dip your hand in the batter. Then they make a watermelon <laughs> gravy spread. What is watermelon gravy spread? Why are we do- First of all, is it healthy to eat this much watermelon this way? Like, if you fry a watermelon, what is the point of eating a watermelon? I mean, because, you know, watermelon, and that's the thing, because, you know, watermelon, I don't know how much percentage water it is. Like 85%. Right. So, I'm a, it's kind of odd because they smoke it, which I'm assuming, I don't, I don't know what the smoking does, like it traps it, because the, I, I don't know, but, because, I mean, you look at this watermelon, it looks pretty much the same size, like it's not shrunk a whole lot. And then they put it in the oven to brine, I guess, just to put all that other seasoning on it. And they put olive oil on it. So I don't know if the smoking, it kind of acts like jerky. Like, you know how you do jerky and it's, I don't no, know. No, I feel it what you're saying. Water? I hear you. I understand. I'm receptive to this. <laughs> this is my thing, though. <laughs> if you smoking watermelon aren't you polluting the earth captain planet so you destroying you the ozone layer so we can eat healthier so we can live longer on the planet and suffocate and die <laughs> or get fourth degree burn from the sun because you wanted to smoke a watermelon nigga that's like cutting down all the trees to save people Explain. Do some math, please. I don't understand why we're doing any of this. Like, why can't I just go to the deli section and pick out some meat, make a sandwich, bite into it, feel like a warm-blooded human being, you know, use my veneers to chomp through it, digest that shit, and go on about my life. Without you trying to point out everything I did wrong and how protein is the devil. And I could do better with a jar of peanut butter. Because you get protein from other things. Like, I, to me, like, you do things like this just makes me think like you miss meat. They like, do, though. Why, why, are we, why are we making cantaloupe burgers? I miss meat they right have now. Possible burgers. They have all these black bean burgers alternatives. Because they're not good. Right. Niggas is constantly trying to find substitutes for meat. Because they not good. That's the real deal. When motherfuckers telling you this cauliflower paste, tastes like ground beef, they're living in a fantasy world. Carry your never-never ass land back to vegan country. <laughs> if you want to eat a real taco, come to Chipotle with me, nigga. We can get down. But ain't nobody about to play with you and this whole, if I smoke it, then it's meaty. No, sir, it's not. You just needy. Like, nigga, go get you some real meat. Go get you some real cured <laughs> ham. You know what I'm saying? Get down, bite into it, feel good, no regrets, be happy. Because you guys, I ain't never seen a person look miserable eating meat. Some of the happiest people in the world, and this is bad, 
but some of the happiest people I've seen in the world are those people in like the first 10 minutes of a My 600 Pound Life episode because all they <laughs> eating is meat. Even though they about to die, all they eating is meat. They be like, listen, my daddy used to hit me in the face with a car door when I was young. And now I'm 650 pounds. I haven't walked in three years. I bathe two times a week. I don't know where my privates are anymore. But to cope with all of this, I eat fried chicken every night. And it makes it better. (laughs) It sounds awful. But what it is is proof that meat is good. It may not always be good for you, but it's good. Typically, if you just pick through your meat, you can find some goodness. Good sweaty ass chicken is amazing. Okay. Pork in its leanness is delicious, my nigga. I love Bambi, but I'll eat the fuck out some deer. Rabbit meat is amazing. Okay. (laughs) Y'all need to stop with the bullshit. I know they cute, they furry, and they fluffy. But them niggas is also delicious. Okay. Cows don't even be giving a fuck. Cows be Their eggs are even delicious. Bruh. Their offspring are delicious. Cows be out grazing through the grass like they waiting to be ate. Because if they could eat themselves, they would. (laughs) Pigs don't do nothing but eat so they can get ate. The system just works. It just does. Okay. Chickens got two legs and can't fly. You know why? Because they supposed to get ate. <laughs> hey, y'all niggas out here talking about here, try this acorn with salt on it. It tastes just like toad. Nigga, no. Jackfruit <laughs> burger. And like I said, I don't if because some people they say what the fuck is this? Lies. Why am I looking at a burger where the where the bun is a cauliflower head? Uh-uh. <laughs> This gotta be. This gotta be a. Uh, this has to be a joke. See, and this is my thing. Like, I go to Five Guys <laughs> once a month with the coworkers, once or twice a month at at max, right? Mm-hmm. And when I go there, I haven't. First of all, I haven't had a burger burger in a while because it comes on buns, which I've kind of just been off bread for a minute. I haven't been off mm-hmm. grains, but I haven't been fucking with bread like that. I've been fucking with everything else, but not really bread. Mm-hmm. So, typically, when we go to like Five Guys or restaurant or something like that, I go bunless. I'm just like, right. hey. Typically, when we go to the seafood spot, we go to all the time, which is fried flounder, which is not great for you, but it's fish, so it's something in there good for you, but it is fried. When I go there, <laughs> I always go bunless because I just don't want my fish on a bun. Plus, the fucking fish is so damn big that putting it on a bun just looks stupid. They really just giving giving out free bread because it does not need to be on a bun. Oh Lord! Yeah, it's it's amazing. They put pepper jack and bacon on it. It is everything. Mm. So, oh, that sounds good. If I go to Five Guys and they have what is called a bunless option, my nigga, I walk up in there and I'm like, hey, let me get the bacon cheeseburger, which everybody knows is two patties, because really two patties at Five Guys is one patty everywhere else that makes good burgers. And I, I put my toppings like I'm like, give me a pickle, lettuce, mayo, whatever. But I'm going bunless. No fries. Water for the drink. There's nothing wrong with that. Literally what you're eating 
is a lettuce, beef, bacon, and cheese. I ain't telling you to eat this shit every day. But I'm telling you, it's better for you than just going in there and getting a burger on the bun with the fries and everything else. It's like significantly better for you than that. It's like half the calories better for you than that. They got it on the sign. For people who need to walk into fast food places and read the signs. Because back in 2011 Twitter days, when McDonald's did not have the calories next to the fucking quarter pounder on the menu, some of your black Twitter favorites used to flip their wig. I'm not naming no names, but that shit used to happen. <laughs> Watch who you follow. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, I, you know, I, I, digress. I, I don't eat a whole lot of bread, period. Like once in a full blue moon, like I'm, I want like a sandwich. So I'm going to eat a sandwich. Like, you know, I like fries, but I really don't eat a lot because I don't eat a lot of fast food stuff. You know, it's usually stuff I make here. And um, like if I make fries, it's usually because I'm cutting up an actual potato and making it. And it's always oven, you know, fried, I guess. Like, even though I have a fryer, like even just growing up, like my mom used to always make us, you know, put our fries in the oven and cook it that way versus. Absolutely. Getting- Anyone is fucking with no oil. Is fucking with no right. fryer. Unlike my grandmother, who was like, "Where's the cast cast oil pan?" Like, oh, excuse me, cast iron pan. Because <laughs> we was frying them fries just like that in that oil. But you know, and I grew up where every day we ate rice. Like, yeah, also people eat rice every day. We had it, it out the box matter. though. I'm, I'm trying to get. I've been trying to get my dad off that out the box rice shit. But he just like, like that's how he is. He's we, instant yeah, rice. It's just rice. Like you, yeah. we go to the the um store we're getting like the six seven eight pound bag of rice like white rice because that we just eat rice some people eat rice for breakfast like it's just always a staple but i don't eat a lot of rice like i it has to be something like i want and be like okay i do want rice but if i, I do rarely fish, eat rice if i do fish or if i do like chicken breast by itself typically i'll go get like the wheat rice or the grain the long mm-hmm. grain rice. The rice that you're actually supposed to be eating that gives you the good carbs. Not the white mm-hmm. rice and the bleach shit and even poor jasmine rice. I done had to give that yeah. up. Even though they got a wheat version of that. I mean, you know, I'll I'll it doesn't like I'll eat the brown rice. It just takes a little longer to cook. I'll I like the parboiled rice too, but that also takes a longer time to cook. But um but it sits there because, like I said, I don't cook it that much. It has to be something like I really want, or it's a dish that you know calls for rice for me to like make it. But just this, like I said, I can like one of my friends. He went. Um, he eats everything. He doesn't eat any meat but fish. I don't know what tarian that is. You know, it changes all the time, but. You know, he did. He just did it because he got kind of tired of beef already. Which some people don't like. Some people just don't process beef well. Some people just don't process pork well. Is it pressed? Totally understandable. Everybody's body is different. You know, so he kind of just weaned off everything else, but he just eats seafood. He doesn't eat any other meat. Yeah, it's pescatarian. And even if you just pescatarian, pescatarian, yeah. And even if you don't eat, eat any meat at all, it's like, I get it, but some of these things y'all are doing are making me think y'all miss this meat. Because, you mean some. You know. Everything they doing make you think they miss meat. There's a substitute 
for every type of bad food out there that they claim you should not be eating gluten-free pizza spots, which I, and there are people who legit suffer from gluten and cannot eat that. That's like, mm-hmm. I get that. But what ends up happening is it's not just gluten people raiding these spots. It's these fucking vegetarians raiding these spots that be out here faking their damn illnesses. Like I can't eat this cause this is bad for me. I can't eat this cause this is bad for me. And literally then we'll go outside and climb a mountain. And I'd be like, nigga, climbing mountains is bad for you, though. Like that, you you not trying to live forever. You skydiving out of a plane, dog. You wrestling with bears. That shit is and not safe. The, that shit's not and safe. And some either. of the stuff they're eating is not even good. That, that they claim that's to be like vegetarian. Like you can still get or be overweight and vegetarian. I see like, fat vegetarians all the fucking time, <laughs> all the time. You know why? Because you can eat bad without meat. Actually, eating meat. Without all of the other bullshit that y'all substitute in place of the meat. Oh, I don't eat meat. I'll just eat these mashed potatoes. Yeah, meat better for you than mashed potatoes, dog. Sure is. Like, that's down to, I'm, I'm not going to eat, go to a cookout. I'm not going to eat the burgers and the fish. I'll just eat some corn. That's worse for you than the fucking fish, bruh. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm going to eat fruit all day. What fruit are you eating? Are you eating, like, raspberries and blackberries? Are you eating sugary ass apples, oranges, bananas, grapes? Because that shit is bad for you, bruh. Like eating that shit crazy like that is bad for you. So Mm -hmm. when you're telling people, if you have somebody who has a choice between eating like a piece of chicken, a piece of baked, seasoned, delicious, sweaty ass chicken versus (laughs) versus eating a whole stem of red grapes, guess who's eating better today, nigga? And who's going to be fuller because... right. That's what sugar. is great? Water, like it's, it's literally sugar. water. It's water and you know, sugar. Banana, like you know, high in in sugar. Like you get your potassium. Okay, got you. You get your potassium, but you're still going to be hungry. As and like fuck. the carbs, the some of the carbs they be like dousing on. And then I don't even want to start with tofu because technically, to- uh, like a whole bunch of soy is really not good for you. We are complaining about that right now because that's essentially. They're feeding animals that soy and corn instead of greens. Mm-hmm. Soy and that's is why really the meat is good. getting like, bad. Like copious amounts of soy is really not good for you. Check your. I think soy. I feel like soy is short for sodium. <laughs> like most substitute foods. So if you're looking at the back of a package of food, you try. Have you seen how they made like? Yeah. The you, like, oh. I don't. It's like a mm-mm. no. So you ever look at the back of a package, right? And you look at the. The, the, the nutrition facts shit mm. and you checking like the cholesterol you checking like the carbs you checking like the protein and grams and the sugar and grams right that's what people pay attention to so for instance the keto diet the keto diet suggests that if you cannot find something to snack on that falls within like the the narrowness of keto availables shit you right. can actually fuck with approved ketoisms or whatever you call them for mm-hmm. by the ketonian gods if you can't find that stuff to eat, they'll tell you to eat pork rinds. And I thought that was amazing when I first oh, heard yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, delicious. they're delicious. They're also fucking terrible for you. Because one it's bag just... of pork rinds has like 600. <laughs> one bag of pork rinds has like 500 milligrams of sodium per serving. And one bag of pork rinds is three and a half servings. <laughs> so if that's but... your consistent snack in substance because you don't want to eat like a carb or some shit bruh that's not good for you 
And consistent, like I said, it's all consistent. Like I I think fresh pork rinds are heaven on fucking earth. There is um a lady that makes them fresh at the farmer's market down from the hospital. She sells out every day. Cause she has she'll do just regular, she does something with actually no salt. I mean, but it's already salty already, you know. What what's already she salty? Has pork rinds. Of course they are. So she'll do some. She'll do a bag with no salt on it at all, like no seasoning. She has lemon pepper. She has salt and vinegar ones. But when I tell you, the like, oh my god, they're so good! Like they literally melt in your mouth. Oh, them the good <laughs> ones though. I found one bag like that. No, she makes companies. this shit fresh, Brandon. I'm, if listen, I need to stay away from her. Then I found one company. <laughs> At a liquor store that we go to, that they got a specific brand of pork rinds, and I eat a bag mm-hmm. of pork rinds maybe like every two weeks, three weeks, if that. I'm not a huge pork rind person, but when I when I was like kind of leaning towards just dropping carbs, like pork rinds are an easy thing that you can grab on to go and snack on. So fuck it, I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just do this, and then I was like, this shit has 1,700 milligrams of sodium in it. I need to stop <laughs> doing this. But um. This, the the brand that I found, and I can't remember what it was called, but I grabbed it from this liquor store that I went to. And let me tell you something. I have had some terrible fucking pork rinds in my life. Like, when you go into the gas station and you're just picking up one of them bags that's sitting in the cash register and you start buying it in them bitches and you almost chip a tooth or, hard. You, or you lose a denture, <laughs> that shit is not cool, man. Like, I lost a feeling on the bag of pork rinds. I swear to God. That shit oh is not cool. God. So they I went so to the hard. liquor store and picked up this bag from there, right? Just because Ashley asked me to get her bag of pork rinds. That's what it was. Ashley said... Could give me a bag of pork rinds when I made a run to the liquor store to get some beer. And I grabbed a bag on the way out. And it was like some spicy, it's like just regular spicy pork rind. Mm-hmm. Nigga. When I tell you that they had these big ass ears of pork rinds in this bag that literally dissolved in your mouth. Ugh. Me and Ashley were like, we need to put this bag somewhere. Cause this shit right here, this is the this is how the addiction starts. <laughs> <laughs> this is this will kill you <laughs> quick, fast, and with a smile on your face. <laughs> oh, this, uh, it's so good. I didn't know like, they did that, Deidre. I did not know they dissolved in your mouth. I didn't know it was possible. You know, honestly, I've never had, I didn't ever realize that until I had that ladies one. And I was like, this is amazing. And like next thing you know, you be like the bag's gone, and you're mad because she sold out, so you can't get it anymore, and it's gone. Pork rinds is the only ones them bitches have. Pork rinds is the only ones that you really don't get enough in the bag, but that's a good thing because if you got more in the bag, most of us would be gone. <laughs> okay, we would be walking around looking like some pork rinds. <laughs> Nigga, you look like a full grown pork rind. But yeah, they have. I mean, it has tons of sodium. It's bad. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the cauliflower bread? No, I didn't. See, oh, you sent a picture. I didn't see this. Let me look. Let me see what's going chat. on here. Of course, it's by KFC. Bruh, stop looking for. Stop looking to be saved by KFC. <laughs> they are not here to save you. <laughs> KFC stands for keep fucking clowning. They are playing y'all. <laughs> with these fake ass health foods clean eating burger this is a this isn't real right kfc hold on dog canada so it probably is you know canada got crazy this is why canada got completely wiped out in the day after tomorrow this is exactly (laughs) because we just don't need y'all 
KFC introduces new clean eating cauliflower burger, or does it? KFC went hard promoting its newest menu item this week, a clean eating burger featuring a chia seeded cauliflower bun, unsweetened almond, yogurt, look, not yogurt, 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 (laughs) yogurt. This is like, I feel like that's what happens when your yoga session is extreme, a yogurt, (laughs) yogurt, (laughs) ice cube relish. What the fuck is ice cube relish? You put relish in the freezer? I don't... (laughs) I mean, mean, that relish do look cold in the picture. It should look iced tea. Spiralized chicken breast and 100% British kale. Because it's grown grown in Britain kale. Mm. Because we don't want that foreign kale. We don't want that 75% kale. We need that 100%, that 100 kale. 100 British kale. (laughs) So says the advertising. This shit look like an old ass bun that somebody stole the sausage meat off of. That's what this shit looks like, y'all. It look like a dry. This shit look like a dry ass Papa John's. I mean, this shit look like this shit look like a dry ass Popeyes biscuit with chicken meat stole off of it. A uncooked, like an uncooked one, because you know as soon as somebody attempts to bite in this, this thing is just gonna disintegrate. Literally fall over. Yeah, it's gonna fall over the place. If that doesn't sound appetizing to you, and perhaps a little uncharacteristic coming from a famous fried chicken chain, you may be onto something. The burger has been featured on the company's UK Facebook account, which says the new item was made in collaboration with the Figgy Poppleton Rice. A clean-eating fanatic with an Instagram account that isn't much more than a week old and features exaggerated motivational quotes and supposedly healthy food tips. In a statement to Mashable, because Mashable cared enough to call these motherfuckers to get a statement. A KFC spokesperson said, The KFC spokesperson isn't available to comment as they are currently looking into why this motherfucker is choking on his dry-ass biscuit with cauliflower frozen relish greens on it. I'm sure that's not what they said, but that's probably what they should have said. Why would you eat this? What's jackfruit? Why would you eat this? But you know what? I had the same question about the fucking bowl. The KFC bowl is one of the biggest hustles I've ever seen. Them niggas is literally <laughs> feeding y'all scraps. It's the shit that falls out the box. It's the shit that they supposed to clean out the bins at night. They're putting it into a bowl and they're selling it to you. And you niggas are eating it with a smile on your face. And that's why I want to become a person who owns a business so I can sell y'all bullshit and get a lot rich off of it. I said a lot rich, not a little rich when nigga. I saw a lot that, rich. DJ, Ugh. it is scrap. That's it is leftovers. It. it is leftovers tossed into a bowl. Like it's all right. So KFC already got dry-ass mashed potatoes, old-ass gravy, greasy greasy-ass questionable chicken. Their mm-hmm. biscuits are the only thing that you won't eat and feel like you made huge mistakes. Right. But you could get better biscuits. You really could. Okay. You could, but they're not like terrible. Right. They got mac and cheese that don't know whether it's mac or cheese. And they took all of this shit and threw it in a bowl and people are eating it. What? On purpose. How much is this? Uh, let me look this up. How many pictures are there floating around on Twitter? Where their black Twitter is like, don't you hate when your mashed potatoes touch your macaroni? KFC oh, literally yeah, took that. I know those people. KFC literally took that picture and was like, but what if everything touched your macaroni? And oh, put this it in a is bowl. disgusting. They look you know, awful. I've never even noticed. This is disgusting. It looks nasty. It does not look good. 
And, it's and then these owned. niggas got the nerve to even have a spicy chicken one. Of course, because if you add spicy to it, people are like, ooh, that's right up my alley because I love spicy foods. But they ain't never had a level four at an Indian restaurant. Y'all <laughs> niggas don't know what spicy is. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> don't try spicy for, listen, I fucked up one time and I ordered some, uh, what's, what is the rice called? that you get from the Indian cuisine places. It starts with, with a B. B. Yeah, look, you mean you know you, you know exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick because I want to make sure I get this name right because I want y'all... It's, I just know it starts with a B and it has a Y in it. And it, Yes. Yeah, it's like Bayami? Sure. Something like that? Something along those. I already know I would butcher the name. It I'm going to look... Okay, it's, it's biryani. It's biryani, right? Or biryani. I'm probably saying it completely wrong. It's B-I-R-Y-A-N-I. It is curry-licious, guys. That's so good. They season it so well. So it's good. so fluffy. It's so good. It is Ugh. amazing. It's the most amazing brown rice. It's, listen, real talk, if you go to the right spot, there's no way you'll ever pick fried rice over this. It's better. It's no, just it's better. absolutely better. It's long grain, basically fried curry rice. It is fucking delicious. And to top it off, they put seasoned Indian cuisine, like, meat in it. So, typically, you'll get it with, like, lamb, mm-hmm. which just sets Ugh. it the fuck off. And then they give you the white sauce, the yogurt with it. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, Lord. Now. There's this, there's this um, Pakistani place um, here that is, like, it. you have to get reservation. Inside is absolutely beautiful. Um, and, you know, it's a little high-dollar you know, um, you know, Pakistani food, but it's worth it because the food is good. But that rice dish that they make, and they make um, one with lamb, they make one with like shrimp in it. And um, one girl at the table, because it was a whole bunch of us that went, she she just got it. She had a side of, you know, their meats already, so she just wanted a side of the rice, and she got it just mixed with the spinach. Even that was phenomenal. Yeah, so like, um, it is a it is a, a must get. It's Burjani. So Burjani rice, also known as Burijani, Biryani, Barani, Burijani, is a mixed dish, is a mixed rice dish with its origins among the Muslims of the Indian continent. This dish is especially popular throughout the Indian subcontinent as well as among the diaspora from the region. It is also pre- prepared in other regions such as Iraqi, Kurdistan. It is it is made with Indian spices, rice, meat. If you get a meat, I'm telling you, pick goat or pick lamb. They're mm-hmm. saying chicken, goat, beef, prawn, and fish. I'm telling y'all, get goat or get lamb. It sets this shit the fuck off. Now, mm-hmm. if you go to the right Indian spot, or if you just got a spot you typically go to, you can find a bunch of them. They're like really on the rise right now, especially in technical areas like Anywhere where big tech businesses are, you're going to find Indian spots because they are moving in fast and taking the jobs quick. And they network like hell really well. But I wish black people would do it more. And you go in there and they see that you're not of their descent. Like you're not one of their peoples. You say, I want some Virjani. They're going to look at you and they're going to be like, they're going to give you the levels. Of right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is your first fucking time doing Indian cuisine. Get the two. If you like, I like spice. I'm used to using Tabasco. 
I like my shit spicy, get the two. The levels go up to a five. On the side. Let them get that shit on the side. Yeah, what? You can't get it on the side. It's mixed in with the rice. Some people tell you can get it on the side. Cause I can't. I not the place I go to. It's cooked into the rice and shit. You cannot get it on the side. Oh yeah, yeah the, some of these places they'll do a lot of those sauces on the side. It's not a sauce. I always say, hmm? it's not a sauce. I mean, yeah, the spice like they'll they'll put a little bit like a cup in, and they'll do it on the side. They won't mix it all in there. I'm I'm saying I don't know what sauce they would put on the side. Mine's is, you can looking at the two rice that you get from mine's. You couldn't tell the difference. They actually like the way they just season the spice it. They cook it in. There is no sauce. It's just. Yeah, like the, ours does a sauce, but oh, no. like, cause you know, you uh, you can just make a sauce by grinding it like in a mortar and like adding some olive oil and that can be like a sauce or whatever. But I just tell people if you, they just need to get like the, the lowest level because even some people's spice level, like they think like, oh, I can eat, you know, hot wings. They, they'll get a two and that might burn their mouth. They lying. It's just it. spicier. Those people are lying, but for, for the like some people, I think a lot of niggas be lying about their spice life. They they spice life ain't really real. They think because they put some uh, Texas Pete on their shit on their fish all the time that they about that spice life and they not. They don't know what spice I'm it really not. is. Mm-mm. It's a different type of spice, y'all. There's Texas Pete hot where like you put a whole lot of it on your fish and it's sweet, but it's hot a little bit, but not really. It, it's more like a flavoring than anything else. It's not really a spice. And then there's actually cooked into your food spice. They really using peppers and stuff that make your shit hot and it's fucking hot. So I say if you know you like spice, if you know you eat spicy shit occasionally, if you've had some exotic spicy foods before, but this is your first time doing Indian, I would say on the scale of hotness from one to five, one being the lowest, five being shit, I can't breathe. I would say get it too. Because my ass got a three one time and you have not died you have not experienced spicy food like hot spicy food until you cannot breathe i mean cannot breathe and your stomach hurts that's how spicy this shit was it was like i could i I would eat two spoonfuls and spend like 20 minutes drinking water or something while also not being able to chew anymore because my mouth was on fire and then my stomach was starting to hurt. Mm-mm, and it was, it was, miserable. it was punishment because the food was so fucking good, even though it was spicy and I was hungry. So I was like, I was like, I can do it. All right. I got it. I can do it. And I would eat like two. I put some of the yogurt on it. The yogurt helps. The yogurt helps. And I would eat it. And then I'd be sitting there heaving, dry heaving about to die for 10 mm-hmm. minutes. And then after the 10 minutes was up, I was like, but I'm still hungry. You know what? I'm not going to eat the rice. I'm going to just eat. I'm going to just eat the lamb meat. Wrong nigga. Cause you can die from that too. It's all used under the same spice. <laughs> I don't know what Indian people are made of, but it's some, it's some mutant X gene superpower shit. Okay. For you to be able to eat a level five spice of, from any one of these places, you know, you search it, run for president. Cause you're the hottest nigga on the block. I don't understand. Brett, who's how you ordering a five? Like, they need to put those pictures up. They be ordering Whoa. fives and having conversations. You ever seen a little Indian kid eat a four and just look at you? <laughs> they just eat a four. They eat a four and then they look at you and you know what they saying when they look at you? Bitch ass nigga. 
<laughs> I've been eating the number four since I was four, and I'm five, bitch ass nigga. So funny. And you sitting in there, thirty five, <laughs> asking for refills on your water. Can y'all bring out? Y'all got some milk? Can you bring out some milk? <laughs> and somebody kid just looking at you, just scoop doing scoops of rice, and they eating all they lamb meat. Like that Nashville hot, you know, how this is now like a phenomenon everywhere now as an option for chicken. Mm -hmm. Like that has nothing still on the levels of like, and I would say Indian and Asian because Thai food can get up there too. Oh, mm, nigga. You got to be very careful with them because they'll throw some, they'll throw some like ghost peppers and some chili peppers in that shit. Listen. And they'll be like, Wait, like I that was, shit ain't imported. Breathe. They'll throw that shit in your food like it ain't imported illegally. <laughs> you ain't supposed to have peppers that high here. Was it like the scallion level or something? You can't have them that high. Yeah. You can't oh have my them that gosh. High. Those we, they will try to kill you in a minute. Ashley and I used to go to a Thai restaurant before they closed. I'm, I, man, it was so it's so many places. I wish we could have took you, DJ. That was up here because you got some spots. But we had a mm. little Asian restaurant down the street or whatever. We used to go to, and these motherfuckers had a pineapple Thai fried rice. Ooh, that sounds good. They fried the rice. I think they fried it in a pineapple. Like scooped, yes, like scooped it out and like fried it and then put it in a pineapple and then like fried or like roasted something to pineapple. Oh, God. That shit was so good, but they would ask you what level. <laughs> and I was brave. I could do like a three or a four. And I remember the first time I said three, she looked at me like I said 10, y'all. I, she, she said, she said how hot. I was like, she's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five. I said, three? Oh, three? Oh, you sure? I said, yeah. You sure? Yeah, hot. Yes, three. <laughs> okay, okay, I do three. And she write it down, right? And then she asked Ashley what level you want. Ashley like, I think I'm gonna do a one. <laughs> she, she said, cause, cause I won't be able to eat my food. <laughs> so I just brought the three out, and it was it was hot, it was spicy, but it was good. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't upset, like. And, and it was no reason to be upset. It was fucking delicious. Okay. Pineapple right. and fried rice is amazing. Pineapple on pizza is trash. But pineapple yeah. and fried rice is amazing. Okay. And that probably was good because it was spicy, but then it had like the real sweet of the pineapple. Oh, yeah. Like juice that was roasted in it. Mm-hmm. It was good, man. But that place is closed now, which is sad. Good. Really oh, sad. Closed. Yeah, they closed recently. Really sad. White people don't be knowing what they have in their backyard because they really not yeah. into spices like that, y'all. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. They be acting like they really into this spicy life, but they not. They not. They really not. They think smoked paprika is like exotic. Oh, I, I, I hate hearing the word paprika. I hate hearing paprika. <laughs> put some paprika. I still don't even know what I'm supposed to put paprika on. I don't get it. I don't get it as a seasoning, really. I don't really understand what paprika do to my food. I mean, it. ever since I found out about smoked paprika... I don't even buy a regular paprika. But what does it like do? Smoke. Like, is it sweet? Is it spice? Is what does it do to your well, food? Well, the smoke. I mean, the smoked paprika, of course, it has like a smoky flavor. So 
it goes well with like the Indian dishes, like with the cardamom, the coriander. I was gonna say, but ain't that the what chili. the cumin is for? Hmm? Ain't that what the cumin is for? Yeah, all of that. So it's kind of like in that family. Okay. More savory. I just like. I just, I just never understand because I put, I put, salt, I put, uh, you know, garlic on my stuff, or onion spice, or seasoned mm-hmm. salts, or natural seasoning, which used to be my shit in college when I drink, when I ate rice. I could put that stuff on it and I can taste it. I can, I know what it do. I get what it does. I love what it did. But when I put paprika on shit, I don't know what the hell it's doing. I'm like, why am I just putting? Am I just putting red stuff on here to show people that I put some red shit on here? Is it <laughs> some for color? Probably do. And I mean, you know, like some some spices are just not as bold as other ones, like coriander. Coriander, like coriander, like you know, that's really cilantro. Like the leaves are cilantro, and the stalk of it is is coriander. Like all they do is just grind it up. But like if you taste it, it just tastes. It really doesn't taste like a whole lot. But uh, which means you can add a lot of it, and it doesn't alter a whole lot of stuff. But you know, like mixed with like other things, like garlic and stuff like that. It kind of brings that out, like the other seasonings does. I get weird. it. I just, I don't know, like paprika. I don't know how we got from not eating meat. produce as meat to that's what we do, Brandon. Food they be like, y'all, to what the fuck is paprika really doing to my life for my life? But we got here, so this is just how the show goes. Honestly, I did not have a topic for the podcast tonight, and we started with my forty acres as a just like off the whim shit anyway so it makes sense to be can be able to just talk talk and people interjecting i know somebody is screaming into the radio right now i know what paprika is for and i know what you better be paying attention to the road for before you die nigga don't be worrying about my paprika adventures worry about your paprika adventures i don't i don't know what it was for i just thought niggas was trying to make their shit look cool Spring a little red over your fish. Not somebody make it look different. They're like, ooh, look at that red <laughs> stuff. I can taste the red in that red. What is that? That's paprika. Uh, that's del- I'm going to go get me some paprika. Paprika like $5 a spice. Mm, nigga, you rich. You put paprika on your shit? I put paprika on my ramen. I put paprika on my sandwiches. I put paprika in my cereal. Paprika is my life. And I'm sitting over there looking at all of y'all going, what the fuck does it really taste like, though? <laughs> Yeah, that's it's it's not like I said, smoked paprika versus regular paprika is like night and day. I feel like paprika um, is the weed of seasoning. The you, weed of seasoning, right? Because what? listen, I'm gonna explain why. Because weed does not matter in food if it's not heated to a specific, a specific temperature. Right. It's just leaves in your shit. That's all it is. It's just literally it's just grass in your food unless you heat it. That's what activates the THC. You got to put that bitch in some heat. I feel like paprika don't do nothing for you until you put some heat to that shit. Until you sprinkle it on some some fish or whatever and it gets heated up. And then the paprika activates. And that's when the aroma, the taste of or the savoriness gets released. I feel like cinnamon is the same way too. Mm. I feel like cinnamon does not work until you put some heat to it. Like if you ever, okay, have you ever gone to Starbucks? And got like an iced coffee mm-hmm. and put some cinnamon in it. Just out of nowhere, put some fucking cinnamon in it. Yeah. Hey, dog, cinnamon coffee is the shit. I always brew my shit. Nigga, don't like do that. that. Don't do that. <laughs> just, <laughs> don't do this that. This nigga popped in an hour and some change later. 
Hey man, it is what it is. But you've never had like cinnamon coffee apple. is amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> like apples sprinkled with cinnamon on it? No. I don't These, I wait. can't taste it. I can't taste it if it like I've tried it in ice. I can't taste it. But when it's heated, I can taste the fuck out of it. Brandon, when you are you putting cinnamon in the coffee after it's brewed? Of course. It's from Starbucks. Oh, you talking about like a cinnamon dolce? I'm talking about no, I'm talking about like a regular coffee. When you go to the table at Starbucks after you get your coffee, they have the spices. They'll have oh, the vanilla, yeah, the chocolate, yeah, yeah. cinnamon. The cinnamon on it? Yeah. yeah. No, nah, that's bullshit. That's why you gotta get a cinnamon dolce. I get a cinnamon dolce usually. It. I'm oh. just saying, have you ever okay. I was explaining to DJ that I feel like certain shit is not activated for my taste buds until you put some heat to it. So like it is, I call yeah, it the weed of seasoning, the weed of spices, because THC don't get. But if you brew, see here's what you got to do. If you make coffee at home, you take whatever like eight scoops of coffee, and you do two scoops of cinnamon powder, like powdered ground cinnamon, into the coffee grounds when you make the coffee, and it infuses the cinnamon flavor all the way through the coffee. So then even if you ice it, you can still taste it. That is way too much work. That's why I go to start. It's really no, not. It's not. That's that way too much work. Ass, trust me. That's a lot. That makes sense. You gotta get it in. That makes sense. I guess because I bake, like, you know, I taste things when they're dry so I can pick up on it. And I, right. you know, I think with anything, like when you add, when you add heat to it, it, it just, you know, accelerates the flavor of it. But, um, yeah, like cinnamon is just, it's kind of spicy. Like it's, it's, it's a very detectable, like, oh, this is cinnamon. Oh, I guess I can do it. I can taste it and be like, oh, there's cinnamon in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel like garlic, you can smell it on stuff, but I feel like you can taste. You it can, but you, you can't smell like garlic cloves. Really, they don't have that much of an odor until you like mash them or right. you know start cutting them up. Well, they're like onions. Once you invade, they enter, stay inside. They just start screaming. Yeah, right. Exactly. When you leave the skin on, you can't really. There's nothing really happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how we got Absolutely. here. That's how. That's how we got here. Everybody listening. Somehow we started <laughs> off with stop trying to fry your watermelon. And we ended on oh, put some heat to your that. seasoning. No, somebody did that, Mike. Somebody, yeah, have you fried seen the, watermelon. Well, not fried, but fried uh, smoked. No thanks, I'm good. It's disgusting. I mean, I like I said, I don't eat watermelon, but I don't either. So that sounds doubly gross to me. But I've eaten it before, and I know what it tastes like, and I know I don't want that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I created a thread all. in um in the group this week. And basically, because I, it was because I was being lazy. Essentially, we never come up with topics before we really do the podcast unless we're doing, like, an album review. Oh, so, I have a story. Sorry, too. Why do you say sorry? I said it while you were talking. Oh. <laughs> I thought you would say, I, I'm sorry, I have a story, but... No, that was rude. I didn't mean to do it while you were talking. Uh, but yeah, I made a, a, a thread for us to go through topics and topics from people who listen to the podcast and want to hear what we're talking about. I'm currently yeah. looking for this topics thread. I don't. It was at the top of the page, and then y'all started posting a bunch of crazy shit, or maybe I was posting some crazy shit, or maybe we all was posting some crazy shit, and it got slowly moved down the list. So as soon as I find it, I'm gonna run off some of these topics that we're supposed to give some thought to. It was some good ones in there, and it was some ones in there. That I know y'all have heard us talk about before. So I don't know why y'all asking us to talk about it again. Other than you just like hearing us repeat ourselves about your favorite topic. Oh, here we go. Okay, here are the topics. 13 new comments, but 23 comments in all. Okay. 
So Jose asked how the artwork go. We're not actually talking about these topics. I'm just reading these titles. We'll have to go through and select some of these later. Um, right. How the artwork goes hand in hand with the music and overall image of the artist, which I thought was actually a really good topic. That's an interesting thing to think about because ASAP Rocky and niggas like him created style for the fucking outcast. Right. Mm-hmm. So like Danny Brown, like that would be a great topic. So see, we already started. Yeah. All right. So the next one is some of the latest music videos and your thoughts on them. Typically, I wouldn't be able to do this one, but I have been watching music videos lately. That fucking so, Old Town Road video with Vince Staples cameo is incredible. I think I'm I a, haven't seen it. I haven't either. It's five. It's five minutes long. It's significantly longer than the song. It's like twice as long. I have also not heard. It's just fun. This song. I see you, it how have you not heard the song? Because I actively look at it and go, I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah, that shit is fire, dog. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why am I listening oh to this song? My God, this like, song why am so I great. doing that to myself? Why am I listening to a nigga do because country, it slaps? That's why. Does it slap? It does actually slap. I'm good. I got the horses in the back. Exactly. Horse See that already? Touch. Already, yeah, I'm like he. Nah. I've heard is what they have um, put. In like commercial, not commercials, but when they talk like about Twitter vines and little, mm-hmm. yeah, like when they do a snippet because they're talking about the song. For the song, reason. the remix is only two and a half minutes long. It's not like there's that much song to have heard, but it's just it's just, it's just fun, man. It's so much fun. I love it. I'm I'm it's good great. on the he I'm he haul now. Oh now I got I the original and the remix on my phone. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I get the gimmick. Haters, dog. It's not hating. It's why am I doing something just because everybody else doing it? I'm good. Because it's fun. It's a fun No, that's absolutely a wrong. No, not because it's fun. I'm not doing something it everybody is else fun. doing because it's fun. You're not doing something because it's fun? No, I'm not doing it because everybody else doing it because they saying it's fun. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> is he I'm not saying all? it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, I've heard, like I, like Deidre, I've heard tidbits of it and I go, right. And I'm like, I, I get it. It's the new hot well, thing, but I'm not I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, that see, shit is great. No, and the music video is great. Is my point? Sure. No. <laughs> wow. No. Wow. I'm a grown ass adult. Funny no. days. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, fuck? I'm just like, I, like I. It probably, it probably, it, it could be good. It could be good. It's just. <laughs> Just, my wave's not there yet. <sighs> oh, that's no. funny. So uh, the next topic was just straight up Jason Mitchell, which we'll get discussed tonight before we get out of here. I don't know anything about this. So but you know about the hee haw nah. <laughs> you don't know about Jason Mitchell fucking up. But you know about the hee haw nah. Yeah, because that's the number one song in the world. <sighs> White people. Or at least in the United States. But either way, that counts. Jason Let's Mitchell see. ain't got the number one song in the country. He ain't got the number one <laughs> nothing in the country. Let's see. Uh, rappers who start off strong and lose steam over time. Uh, that debate, would, that would be an interesting conversation. It would be an interesting conversation. See, the mental health check. I think Lil Nas X is going to end up being one of them, but he's popping right now. Of course. The mental health check episode was both introspective and entertaining, maybe some more similar. Listen, I'm trying to get Twan to start his own podcast, but I don't think yeah, that's going to happen. We don't have he needs to. For that one. Um, let's see. You all could talk about how bad Black Summer is. On Netflix, if any of you guys watched it, sorry, I have not watched it. I saw that it was terrible by critic review, and I tend to not venture down the road of watching terrible shit that's already free on Netflix. What's what's that supposed to be about? I have no idea. I just saw it. I saw it popped up one day, and I was like, what is that? And then I ran to check what critics were saying and what viewers were saying, and it wasn't a lot of good. 
So I was like, I'm not wasting my time. I have a bunch of other shit that I need to watch. Mm. Uh, let's see. A billionaire's gift to Morehouse students loan debt. Yeah, so a nigga with a billion dollars paid off $40 million worth of loans for 400 students. I heard that. Morehouse. Shout out to them. And what else can I say about that other than black fucking excellence? And it's amazing. Oh, it's a black billionaire too? It was a black billionaire, yes. It was, yep, oh, Morehouse. Oh, fuck yeah, that's great. It's, it's just, it's amazing what you can do with $40 million when you have a billion dollars for 400 people. The fact that 400 students from one college had over $40 million in student loan should really show you how far up your ass this country is fucking you. That is, that shit is trash. And then to make it even more interesting, when we went to see Aladdin the other day, uh, Disney is doing promo at the beginning talking about Disney. This is Disney. Disney made Disney so far has made $2.61 billion off of Endgame. Okay. Disney had to, had the gall and the fucking nerve. To pay Will Smith probably two million dollars to do an ad telling people that they were donating a million dollars, a million dollars to like the Children's Health Fund or something. And I'm thinking to myself, they probably paid Will two million to say this, and they're donating a million dollars from Disney. This is the company that has made a gargantuous amount of billions of dollars off of your children. And they're giving them and a you. million dollars. A right. million. If I hit the lottery for a million today, I would be like, I'd be, I'd be like, I'm glad I hit it, but I'm so mad. I only hit it for a million dollars. I mean, Disney has been the biggest name in children's entertainment since the thirties. And they're donating a million dollars. Constantly. Like, the entire time. They haven't fallen off at all. A million dollars. Uzi Vert probably has a $10 million <laughs> record contract right now. Disney is donating a and And he is a grown-up fool. He is what happens when your kids only get donated a million dollars. Most of y'all kids won't ever be like him. They'll never be that crazy. They'll be just crazy enough not to be like Uzi. It's so funny. It's it's ridiculous. Your you your families gave Disney two point six one billion dollars off one movie, and they're gonna give you back a million dollars. But this guy was just doing the commencement speech for Morehouse, the graduation speech, and he was like, "Oh, and by the way, I'm taking forty million dollars that I could have given to Morehouse to build another fucking library or some bullshit, and instead, I'm going to pay off the graduating class's student loans." That's how much, that's what one person with that amount of money can do. He like the amount of kids that he just affected by doing that. And the way he changed their lives for the better coming fresh out of school with degrees, black kids too. He just made their lives so much easier. They can now not focus on having to pay back Fannie Mae and every fucking buy or Fannie Mae and student loans and Osla and all them other fuckers. They don't have to worry about paying them back. They can actually worry about getting a job, being able to pay for their rent, their food, their travel, and their entertainment and lifestyle. They can actually go live their lives after doing four or more years in a collegiate institution. Focus on actually doing something with their degrees. Achieve some shit without feeling burdened down as soon as they walk off the stage with that damn diploma. That shit is amazing. 
fully amazing. Meanwhile, Lori Laughlin is giving schools a million dollars to get her dumbass kids in a class. Joanne the scammer in real life. <laughs> the things that people do. Oh with my money god, are that that crazy. whole fuckery is just shame. But yeah, like I I can just imagine, you know, me being at like literally graduating and somebody telling me at graduation, oh, by the way, all those loans you keep worrying about paying off when you get out, you don't have them anymore. Nigga snapped his finger on some loans, dog. Like, yes. The Thanos is Sally Banks. He could really do That's that. amazing. <laughs> so there you go. That topic got discussed. Um, what else did they say? You could talk. Oh, is DJ Khaled a producer or really a good A and R? I think at this point, DJ Khaled is a mm-hmm. person who is using his son to sell albums. Yes, I agree. Uh, DJ Khaled is a good a I don't think he has anything to do. I mean, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to give him producer credit, honestly. He's like the bootleg Puffy. Yeah. I just can't see it, man. He is a bootleg Puffy, DJ. That's the perfect analogy. He's literally throwing his son growing up over the years on his album covers to sell them to y'all. <laughs> so, I mean, take it as you will brown paper bag and yelling at you like words it's, i mean his i can't even call him a great a and r it's just he gets his friends to do songs for him every two years you can't look like a grown-ass dwarf and yell at me bro i'm not taking that shit he looks like a real life pokemon i'm not taking that shit let's see the uh, wild part about it is <laughs> that he takes himself seriously does he that, he has to. Have you seen what he does? I've seen him do a lot of stupid shit, and I've seen him act as well in a film doing stupid shit. And I feel like he doesn't take. I feel like he doesn't know how to take what things seriously. Quote unquote film is he quote unquote thing. acting in? It was either a film or a television show. He played a nurse. Deidre, we saw the same shit, didn't we? What? Wasn't he on a show he that did. we were both watching playing oh, a nurse? Whoa. What show was that? I'm about to look. I know exactly what you're talking about. He was. Oh, my God. And it was, he was terrible at it. Like, his acting was fucking awful. It was horrible, yes. He was playing a nurse. I mean, of course it's horrible. He can't even talk like he's, he's being serious. No, he was like, DJ when Khaled. he's talking, he sounds like a bad actor. So He was he DJ Khaled playing a nurse. It was DJ Khaled That's the nurse. Wild. Like, D- DJ Khaled RN. Like, for sure. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Vishalis so ridiculous. says... What what was that in? said best and or favorite producers of all time in y'all's opinions ranked them. Vishalis, you know we've done this before. You as long as you've been listening, you I'm know always we've down done to that. make lists of shit, but we haven't talked about this. Best or best and or favorite producers of all time. We've absolutely oh, done that. Episode. No, this is probably on like five, five, five different. Five, right? yeah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she knows we. I feel like she's just trying to get us to repeat. We have. Shit. Tried in that territory before. I don't think anybody's moved up the ranking significantly at this point. Um, favorite podcast y'all are listening to? I could absolutely do an episode on that because I've been just listening to I random podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts heavy. I've been slacking on my podcast listening, so. nigga. I've been giving you podcasts to listen to though. Like, nigga, you got to listen to these podcasts. You have, and then what should the just be happening. So I did listen. Yeah, life, just life, you know, shit. Yep. But I did listen to that episode about the um the hacking shit. The Snapchat. That was fucking banana. Yo, wait till you listen to Crime Town. 
that season two crime town the whole season is on spotify y'all it's about detroit in the 70s and it's all it's about black detroit in the 70s and they be actually talking to the niggas that was running shit like currently they're interviewing uh, kwame kilpatrick from prison about his whole oh story. and you know he full-fledged nigga <laughs> <laughs> That shit is is great. What it is, and they get into it. These niggas be telling everything too. It's great. Let's like see. I started to well, I listened to two minutes of um that whatever um whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. All right, I have it okay. ready to go. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, that band that's in the festival lineup. No, hey, that's a podcast. You talking about? He talking about tropical oh, fuckstorm? Oh, okay. Because on that thing, I saw it and I was like, "Yo, what band is whatever yeah, happened I, to Pizza and Downs?" I want to listen to their album. My homeboy Q like sent that that poster because he was like, you know, like how everybody's talking about, oh, little little brother, brother. Or whatever. Right. And I just so to scan through to see maybe if I see something else, and I saw that name and I cackled. I said, "Right, me too." Name, <laughs> I said genius. <laughs> I said I'm about to look for, look they shit up right now. Right, yeah, right. It was a it's a podcast. Okay, but he does not, literally call exciting. the first two minutes. Like he literally calls McDonald's and asks them. He <laughs> says a podcast. Like, monotone take it voice and one of those like I don't know what you're talking about. It's like oh okay. Can I speak to a manager? <laughs> like he's so serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one was. Uh, has New York hip hop evolved since the nineties or do you think it's stuck in the past and just living off of its history? We could do a whole episode on this like easily. We could, and I have thoughts, but if we're going to talk about it, let me know. We do it. uh, I mean, we definitely talk shit about New York hip hop, but I don't know if we've gone like, we haven't actually broken it down. Like we go and we sprinkle jabs at New York throughout most of our episodes, but we haven't actually expounded upon why we feel this way. Oh, I, like we have did this as a topic like because i feel like we yeah. talked about how you know like at one point like they didn't have any identity after like a certain point where they that started is true. We have that. stuff and then how you know when asap rocky kind of emerged like how people were shitting on them but they were all like people from like the east coast i feel like we have talked we about have, changed my mind dj you right we we've gotten that far <laughs> we haven't expounded upon what New York tried to do to like okay. recoup back its shit and what it's like the failures it's had and the lack of attempts that it's had and just the whole bravado of NYC-ness that they refuse to let go of. So artists like fucking fabulous are still selling out venues in New York for whatever reason. Yeah, off of the soul today. He apparently has a studio right next to where we're rehearsing as the Rolls Royce truck pulled out outside and then fabulous got out of it. And I was like, huh, Interesting. Like, why am I still seeing pictures of Jada Kiss and Styles P together? Doing what exactly? Right. What What are they doing? They still together? have a fan base. They like, cornered the market surprised. out here, man. Hometown here is like country base. singers in Texas. Jada Kiss fan base. Jada Kiss has been That's around wild. so long. His hairline grew back. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That's not how hair works for black men. It's wild that Jada was just rocking a voluntary body for 20 years. Bruh, he had a line. Like, most niggas shave their head because they don't have no choice. My man had a That's whole line. That's what I'm saying. Line. He got a crisp line. He, don't, he didn't even know how to get it lined up properly when it came back. He was like, is this how you do it? Is it, is it supposed to be like a block like Minecraft? Is this how you do it? No, Jada, that's not how you do it. New York rappers of that generation really are like country singers in Texas. Like, they don't got to do no units anywhere outside of their home state. Yeah, and they good. here, Ashley. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, one of my friends is one of those, like, he just, that's what he fucks with, East Coast. East Coast is... Uh, real hip-hop. He's from Virginia, but yeah, like, he's, yeah. you know, East Coast is... And I love, that. like, boom bap rap, that type of shit as well, but also, I like other shit. Huh. Who's popping from New York right now? I thought Little Nas was. He ain't from New York. Who? Lil Nas. Ain't that his name? Uh, he might be. I genuinely have no idea. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I think you're right, DJ. Let me see. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. Oh, well, did not him. This person. Uh, Cardi is easily the biggest rapper out of New York. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's some up and coming people. I like I can't remember the names unless I see them. I heard Remy Ma dropping an album, so don't do that. Hmm? What I do? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what I do? Rude. It's, man, listen, I saw the cover. I saw the track list. It's featuring Jay Electronica. This shit is dropping. See, rude. What? Wow. I don't see what the problem is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. hmm Rude. Uh. <laughs> I seen it. <laughs> okay. It's got ASAP Ant on it too. That, who? Huh? 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 <laughs> who? I don't know. <laughs> These lies. What? These lies and fallacies is hilarious. Um, let's see the next question, and this is Vishalis again. She just yelled "little brother" in all caps with exclamations. What do you want me to? I mean, what do you want me to tell you about little brother? That they're actually not back together, and that that poster is a lie, and I'm not just going to see Fonte and Pooh on the stage with Night Wonder Beats playing themselves in the background. No, I'm good. And y'all in Raleigh, North Carolina? No, I'm not doing that. Wait. He, I'm, he, I'm about to say, did you really want us to wait? Because everything just went silent for a hot. Like I feel like. You actually... <laughs> so there's a there's a festival called Hopscotch Fest, which is where y'all saw the poster, right? The little brother name is. Yeah. Uh, Knife Wonder is not with them. Nigga. That's no. <laughs> why like when I saw it, I said That's I'm what, not even yeah. getting excited because I just need to know if this is all three of y'all niggas because we all know how y'all that. get it. He didn't really tour with them when it was all three of them in the group. He did when I saw him. They had DJ Flash DJing for them. He when uh, when I seen no, him, he I was saw, with them. I saw them when last time I saw them as a group was when Minstrel Stroll dropped. Mm-hmm. And they came to Girl, and it was all three of them. They was with Ninth. Both times I seen them, they've been with Ninth. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not. Also, it's not even that though, Mike. Like I can accept that. I'm not. I'm not paying for it. But I can accept that after 11 fucking years of these niggas not getting along. They decide to patch it up in their 40s and go back on stage and start doing classics from 93, from 2002. I'm about 93. I'm about 2002 (laughs) and 2005, right? And maybe something from 2007 to get back. You know, that's fine. I can can be a bigger, bigger, the bigger person here and I can let that go. What I'm not going to do, though, is allow you niggas to convince me that I should be excited that Little Brother claims they're also doing an album. And Knife is not involved. No. Oh. Not doing oh, it. You didn't say anything about that. Yeah, they, they said they're doing like, an album cool too. They're performing. I no. didn't expect them to actually reunite as a group. As I a just group, figured they were doing they, a show or they, four shows. Supposedly, up. they're working on a project. And I'm, no, if Knife's not involved, I'm not doing it uh, because 
if you don't I have those do ninth it. productions, I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'll listen to it because it'll be on Apple iTunes that Friday, but I'm not looking forward to it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's little brother, but without the soul classic beats that they were spitting that deep shit over that made their sound so significant and different from everybody else in the industry at the time that was able to give them two classics that I have on vinyl right now staring me in the face. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. Like, get, what get if back. they got really fire production? From who? I don't know, nigga. That's the exactly. What? We don't Real know from who. They can't get Real shit mind. from Crisis. How uh, can you get something from Crisis? Others? He's with the Soul Council. He's with Ninth. Right? That don't mean that he gotta do the beat. They Cole could Bruh. do some beat. Like, they from North Carolina. They could get Ninth. Not Eric even getting no stage. Not with them no more. And Eric G could do whatever he wants. Eric G ain't doing the beat for them either. Like, bro, they not. You getting, don't know that. They not talking to these. They didn't get no beats from them. The only only time they got beats from Crisis was when they did Left Back. Yeah, but that was the last record. It was also the last record we didn't want to hear. I'm just saying the beats that Crisis made were good. Crisis is a fire producer. Like that's that that's is my not point. to be understated. He's a fire producer. He is also Listen, part I'm of the Soul I'm not saying Council. this is going to be amazing. I'm just saying it's not going to automatically be trash just because Ninth is. I'm not because, saying even it's though not that is just trash. I'm not saying it's not trash because Illmind did do their get back stuff. I'm just saying I'm gonna be real. It's gonna sound dated. That, I'm just keeping 100. It's gonna sound dated, and it's not gonna sound dated. I think best day. Flow is still on point. They, no, they can both rap. Rapper Pooh is actually a better rapper now than he was when they did their two classics. Awesome. So him stepping out on his solo tip actually improved his rapper skill. His last couple of albums by himself were fine. They were like they were they were really good for him. And Fonte, of course, it's not lost that he's still Fonte. I'm just saying I don't want to see the words "little brother" on an album and Knife is not involved. Because Me either. I, don't, I don't want all it. this time, you right? Because like they know that is something everybody wants when they see old right. back. They want to see all three of them. Do not give me so, a bacon cheeseburger without bacon on it. I don't understand why you're giving me this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. So yeah, when I saw it, I was like, mm, I'm not getting too excited because you know how they they are still. A dramified mess. I don't get that at all. I don't get how you do. It must have been really bad. Like somebody fucked somebody something. It must have been really <laughs> bad. And I'm trying to remember <laughs> because I think Ninth was on Comeback Jack. I think he did an episode. I feel like I listened to that was, episode, but I don't remember. Yeah, it. it was a it was a while ago. Like it was years ago. I think I was living in a um, two apartments back when I heard that episode. Yeah, I I, I want to say it was it was it was a while ago. Yeah, I was in my old apartment, so it was a while ago. But I, I kind of remember like he kind of talked about their struggles and you know, um, and I think that he even kind of remembered. Well, not remembered, but um, agreed that a lot of their beef was like petty. Yes. It- <laughs> No, for you. They've known each other for so long, you know, like that type of thing. But yes. Oh yeah. It has to be petty because you guys, you guys fought with Atlantic for Minstrel Show. You guys made two stellar. Pro- I mean, the, the amount of the and amount of creativeness. Fire ass too. Yeah, the mm-hmm. amount of creativeness and just energy that went into those projects, and the amount of other artists that they grew from those projects. Enough artists for 
Fonte to have his own thing, Pooh to have his own click, and Knife to have his own click. Like that's how far reaching your sound was that you three worked together and produced and gave to us two times. Not one time. You niggas gave us two classes. And then all of a sudden y'all was like, we don't want to make music no more. I'm telling you somebody fucked somebody something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but for them, and they've been fighting and they've been like dilly dallying around patching shit up for 11 years. And it, yeah, it's like there, it's been so weird because it was, you know, Pooh and Fonte and then they didn't get along. So then all three of them were not speaking. And then Fonte kind of was cool with Knife again. So they were doing stuff together and not doing stuff with Pooh. And Pooh was kind of like, you know, fuck it. I'm on my own. But then Knife and Fonte broke up or they stopped talking. So it's it's always been either one was with somebody else or they all three of them were beefing. Yeah, I don't get it. I just I just don't get the tag team thing they got going on in this three man collective. It's just it's just weird, and I, I'm like you, DJ. I don't want to. I'm not at all excited. Like when I saw Little Brother, I was like, "Oh, for real, Little Brother!" Like 11 years, they finally patched it up, and then I started reading on Twitter that Knife was not involved. I was like, "Okay, well, why why are we doing this again? Like right. y'all tag teaming again? I don't want this. I don't want this. Mm-mm. I don't want it. Like, don't get my hopes up. Like that's because that's all that does when I saw that. Like that that is something you get your hopes yeah. up for. I just don't want it. And once again, disappointment. So, um, Randy said. Listen to Twan playing video games on premium. We might have to do that again. We we can if we can find a hard game. That was fun. Attempt, <laughs> then now let's see. Uh, first, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> first impressions of Tyler's latest. I know Deidre could talk on that. I need to give that album a full a more full listen. I need to listen to more than one song, but the one song I heard was fire. I mean, it's you know I feel like a proud mama. Like it's just. <laughs> Oh my goodness, like the it's it's amazing. Like it is honestly easily like one of my top albums this year. Like hands down. It is the sound, like it's it's still Tyler, but like elevated. He's giving you some techno and just the transitions, everything like my nigga Charlie Wilson singing background on Earthquake, like Yes, Earthquake uh, is the one I've seen. That video is hilarious, too. Have you seen that? Speaking no, of I haven't seen videos, the video. You should watch it. I just said, you know, if you don't do a light shimmy when you hear Earthquake, something's wrong with you. Fully wrong. It's But yeah, it's easily my one of my top albums this year. It is, it is fucking phenomenal. Hmm. All right. All right. Tyler's in the growth. Like, I mean, people was underestimating Tyler because of his presence, right? But they weren't actually listening to his music and his talent. And I feel like by Wolf, pretty much you should have realized this motherfucker, it might be goofing off with his friends because they can. But when he gets in the studio and when you look at the features, Tyler's a beast, man. And people underestimate him. And now he's at this point where he is friends with every other stellar musician in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think too, with him, with his growth, it's, it's allowed him to open up and explore other sounds, other like mixed genres for him. Cause you know, he always liked different, you know, type of music anyway. And I think with dissect, 
you know, doing the flower boy season mm-hmm. and on top of, you know, kind of coinciding with this album dropping, it was really, really good because you did see a lot of people that kind of were on the bandwagon with Tyler or maybe they really didn't like him like that. And they listen to, they're listening to dissect and they're, now they're getting what we have all gotten, how genius he is, even with his older stuff and like how we've always talked about the growth and the transition, you know, with each album that you see from Bastard up to this album, now they're getting it, you know, even if it's just right now, just listening to Flower Boy, but they're, they're understanding it now and they're understanding how like this kid is, you know, he could be like up there. It's if not already. It sounds like the Childish exactly. Gambino effect. We were telling y'all that Childish Gambino was a problem in 2011 and y'all didn't believe us because he didn't look the part because y'all niggas refused to listen. And now look at him. Now everybody, now y'all all want to be friends with him. <laughs> Same thing with Tyler. We were, te- we were reviewing Tyler albums and telling y'all that this kid was not a gimmick. He was really talented. And people were like, man, he got roaches crawling over his hair and he, he's rapping like this. <laughs> and now one of the biggest artists in the country, the reason that she's so big is because one of her favorite artists was Tyler, the creator. And you can see it all in her videos and her presentation. You talking about Billie Eilish? You know I'm talking about Billie Eilish. Yeah. She's bleeding out of her eyes in one of her videos. And it right. looks like some shit Tyler would have done if he had had the technology to do it. Back when the roach was crawling all over his hands. Mm-hmm. direct influence so yeah those were the questions I guess first off um, if you enjoy the podcast that you're currently listening to then you should probably follow us on social media that be at WM40A my personal twitter is at Phenom Black P-H-E-N-O-M-B-L-A-K no C please Deidre's is at Miss Music Lover MS Music Lover Twan's is at Twan Burgundy, like Ron Burgundy, but Twan Burgundy. And Mike is at Silent X Media. If you want to follow us on Instagram, mine is the same as it is for Twitter, at Phenom Black. Deidre is at Craft Big Killer. Mike, what is your Instagram handle? I think it's the same. Is it Silent X Media? Mm-hmm. It's the same. Uh, Twan has a gram handle, but I don't know what the fuck that shit is because he doesn't use Instagram. I was going to say, he don't use Instagram. He doesn't use it, so I don't know why he has it. Like, Keisha uses it way more than he does. He does not use it if he has one. I don't believe I know. Keisha was posting her um, when she went on a trip, and I was like, oh, Keisha, you look yeah. so cute. I don't, I don't think Twan really uses it at all. He's a lurker. Yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> He is a lurker, though. He is a consumer. I call them consumers, but if you're on, like, the forums, they're called lurkers. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to be a lurker, like the other people, like the people listening to this podcast currently, then your best bet is to go to the Facebook group and go ahead and join. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm telling y'all, it's not a game. I'm not joking. If you motherfuckers don't answer the goddamn question, you're oh, not getting in the group. You're not getting in the group. There is a fucking question. You're not getting in the group. Now, granted, somebody answered, and I was being really nice on this day. Somebody answered the question and put, I don't know yet. I've only listened to two episodes. Nigga, just pick a name. 
Just pick one. You know, I saw that and I was like, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> just, just pick a name. Like what? It's any name. You don't have to actually like them. We don't know that. We don't know you. Just pick a name. It's it's my way of getting rid of spam people trying to join who don't actually listen to the podcast or want to come in the group just to fuck shit up because that's what they do all day. They go around, join Facebook groups and start trying to fuck them up from the inside. That's the whole point. They're tumors and I don't want to let them in our body. All right. So please answer the question. Stop sending requests with no question answered. Because you might get deleted by Deidre. I give y'all a day to fix it. But I can see Deidre just be going in there and cleaning that shit out. Oh, yeah, I don't. Because you should know. Like, that, that's, not a, that's not a think piece question. It's not. You, so not, what, what are we, what are we what I'm are not we telling y'all about? what the question is. I mean, either. you don't listen to it. So you don't listen to the podcast. So that's it. Don't. It's a very basic question. It would be, it, it's almost, it's it, the, one level of question, one level of basic questioning below that question would be, what's the name of our podcast? which is the title of the group. I feel like that should be the question now, because if you can't answer that, you absolutely can't get it. If you send a request and that answer is not there for that, immediately declined. <laughs> you didn't even read the fucking question. And no, just because your ass is black does not mean you get to get in the 40 acres group. Nigga, no, this ain't a spike yeah. joint. <laughs> you cannot you can get it. You and your so question can sit with outside. that, I saw somebody... Um, and you know, if I don't know, I usually just leave it alone. <laughs> like somebody asked the, you know, answered the question with all. Like, mm. who's your favorite podcaster? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. All, I wouldn't do that. And and you can actually respond to them and be like, "That's cool," but you need to pick one just for the question. Okay, don't don't do that. I, I get it. It's not really about a favoritism thing, guys. We really, we're, I'm really trying to make sure that somebody who does not belong in the group does not get into the group. That is the point. Mm-hmm. So when you don't answer the question, you're just hurting yourself. You can be sitting outside the gates and we will be inside and having fun. And if you are adding your friends to this group. If they don't listen to the podcast, don't do it. Yeah. Because you get a lot of that too. Like it's, you know, like a referral. Oh, that don't but work. It's like a- <laughs> that don't work Mm-mm. i look at that all the time. silence makes them get deleted yeah i don't do that i don't let your friends lurk in this group and wait until there's a topic that you don't agree on so y'all can flood that topic with bullshit and then i gotta kick everybody out because i don't know none of them lurking ass niggas <laughs> no i'm not doing that either answer the question and the name of the group for people who missed it is where's my 40 acres dot 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 the tears of orphans family which is a really fucked up name but yeah, that's that is it. So, so funny. if you join, just answer the goddamn question. Stop not answering the fucking question. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I hate declining people because I feel like they just did not answer the question because they didn't see it. But if you didn't see it, do you really listen to the podcast? Because we're telling you right now to look for the question and answer it before you finish sending that request. Right. Real talk. Okay. Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. So have and you know, surprisingly, Lipstick Alley has not found out. Mm, come through, Lipstick. Think, come through. I know. I, but then again, I haven't fully read through all every page. So they might have dropped some tea that I don't know about. Uh, but from what I've skimmed through, 
Because that shit's like 25 pages. So from what I skim, skim through, I didn't see anything more than what everybody else knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless. Okay, so Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell is a rising black actor. I don't know where he's from. I think he's from New Orleans. Is he from New Orleans? Okay, so Jason mm-hmm. Mitchell's damn Deidre knows. So Jason Mitchell is from New Orleans. Jason Mitchell has been doing like little indie bullshit for a while, but his big break, his big break was playing Easy E and Straight Out of Compton. I have been on audio multiple times expressing how much he deserved an Oscar nomination for playing Easy E, and he did. He killed it. Because Straight Out of Compton did get an Oscar nomination. It was for mm-hmm. somebody else, it was for a white person. And it should have been him. Uh, uh, nominated for best supporting because honestly he could have gotten it for best lead because the story was really mm-hmm. about Eazy-E and he played Eazy-E and he did a really good fucking job and he's 32 yeah, I mean, years old right he, now he, yeah out of everybody he was I mean he literally was phenomenal yeah since then he has went from playing lead characters to playing side characters so in Straight Outta Compton he was a lead in Mudbound he was a lead in the movie Tyrell he is a lead but in films like Superfly, Kong Skull Island, he has been a side character. Uh, Keanu, he was a side character. Recently, though, with the rise of Lena White, who I feel like I never say her name right, and all of the attention that she's been given and all of the accolades and praise that her works have been given to the point where she has been able to generate contracts with people like Showtime and being films like Ready Player One and is getting other show contracts to do you know, other black sitcoms and whatnot all over the place and helping other people also get contracts by putting her name on them as executive producer. Showtime had absolutely no fucking problem giving Lena her own show about Chicago called The Shy. If you do not watch The Shy and your ass is black, your black ass is missing out. Mm-hmm. You really should watch it. It's really fucking good. It has some really good side stories, great actors. It, it you know, it, it pulls some actors from The Wire and it puts them back on screen, and I love that shit. And I think I love the kids on the show. I think their stories are great. I just love the individual storylines and plot points that they build up and the way that they just show the city and whatnot, even though I'm not from the city and I don't want to have complaints about that. So Jason plays a character named Brandon on the show who is a ghetto chef who is trying to do it legally. Um, this season, I think he has a food truck. He has a food truck. Right. So he is a side character. He's not the main fucking character and we're going to get into why I'm saying that in a second but he has a very good storyline on the show his family's important and his storyline was more important in the first season because in the first season his brother dies his brother is murdered Mm -hmm. because someone else is murdered okay and there's a whole storyline between him and the kid and the murderer and etc 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 so Jason Mitchell recently got dropped by everybody that nigga got dropped like hot potato. That nigga got dropped like a zero on a test. Like that, fries in, a, in Greece. That nigga got dropped. I, that, that nigga got dropped like Will Smith's vocal range in Aladdin. Don't. Okay. He. We're going to talk about that later too. Before I get out of here. Movie and I'm cracking up. We're gonna talk about that before I get out of here. 
not only when you get when you get when we say dropped this is kind of how the acting industry works you have an agency that represents you the biggest agencies are like uta and caa it's a really big fucking deal and it's not like morgan freeman like if you're at morgan freeman or holly berry's level you can get films on your own actually they're part of like the screen acting guild and they're part of an agency and they have a representative and they have a person who goes through scripts and goes out and finds projects for them to be in that are befitting for them that they would want to do. And also make sure that that bank is right. When they walk onto the set to shoot this shit, Jason clearly had an agent who cared about him. Another person that I can tell y'all has an agent who really cares about him is Brian Tyree Henry. That is why yeah, Brian yeah, Tyree yeah. Henry is everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. And he takes his I agent with him. I thought he was in the Chucky him. movie. Yep. He takes his agent with him. So if you follow him on Instagram. Oh, that white lady. Yes. That is his That is his person. That person gets him in so many fucking places because he is talented Smart. enough to land it when he gets there. And she knows mm-hmm. it. So she's betting on him. Because she's the same talent, the same person. I think she... Um... Who does she also work for? I'm not sure. Because I don't know her name. Um, I've just seen pictures. Ooh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How do you sound? I don't know he, he was, um, oh, what is his name? Like, just, I see his face. What is he in? He's in This Is Us. Ter- Sterling is K. K. Brown, ma'am. Sterling K. Yes. Brown? Yes. Okay. Yes. I knew yes. where you were going, but I was like, just tell me. Just say the show. I'll tell you his name. I was going to say, um... Uh, Killmonger's daddy. <laughs> Killmonger's daddy. Wow, and that that still would be Sterling K. Brown. Yes. But wow, and that makes sense because they've both been in pictures together. But yeah, yeah. So this this black woman, this white woman, cares about black men in acting very yeah. much. <laughs> okay. And Jason Mitchell, I don't know who his agent was. I've never take. I've never followed him on social media or anything like that. This is not his first time having a stupid situation. But this is the one that's going to kill his career or has killed it already completely. He is now in the Nate Parker boat. And he's actually worse off than Nate Parker because at least Nate Parker had the bidding war over that fuck-ass movie he did um, that that was about Nat Turner. They had like a $20 million bidding war over that project after he'd already directed it and gotten it funded and whatnot and had it, you know, getting standing ovations at festivals. But, of course, he tainted that by lying and doing terrible interviews about basically raping some girl back in the day. So, mm-hmm. fuck him, too. Mitchell is worse off because he didn't he hadn't hit a bank day yet. He's been taking small roles, getting paid whatever the fuck they were going to give him until he was going to break this glass ceiling. And he actually was. He had two films coming out, one with Netflix and one with another company, where he was the lead. But he's mm. been replaced in both of those. And he has now been dropped from The Shy. He's been dropped from his agency and he's essentially just blacklisted and it's really bad for him. And this is not me saying that I care about, like I feel any empathy for him because I fucking do not blessings come. And if you catch them and hold on to them with care, then you'll be fine. But if you're doing some fuck shit like this nigga supposedly was doing on the sets to have multiple people pointing fingers at him and claiming that he's been doing it and they don't feel comfortable around him. Well, fuck nigga. You got to fly the fuck up out of here. And that's mm-hmm. where he can go. He can go fly the fuck up out of here. Cause at this point I could give a shit about how his career manifests at this, like from here on out, you know, Derek Luke deserves, deserves more praise at this point for being a stellar actor in better films and actually being a lead. I don't know what happened with him, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll just let that fly. Goddamn. 
Sorry, brother. Jason Mitchell supposedly has been sexually harassing women on set, but the main story that's come out on this is that the one he was sexually harassing the most or the most prevalent one has been Tiffany Boone, who plays his girlfriend on The Shy. And like, I just, Deidre, like, can you imagine that the person you have to have a sexual, a fake romantic relation with on set is the one sexually harassing you? And I remember, you remember that was the whole thing even with Martin and Gina, mm-hmm. Tisha Campbell's, like, that's what, well, come to find out that was a lie, but, you know, I remember that was the whole wave, like, you know, I'm an, I'm playing, I'm playing your girlfriend, but you're still being a full-fledged creep. Like, you're still being disgusting and inappropriate towards me, you know, probably during filming and, you know, when they not, were not filming. And he felt like he could get away with it. That is absolutely miserable. I feel for her to have to deal with that time and time again. Like, even looking at pictures, like, I saw one picture, um, I think they were promoting the second season, and, you know, she was standing next to him naturally, and he had his hands around her waist and was, like, kind of gripping her, like, hip or whatever, and her face just kind of looked like, like, I'm smiling, but I'm grimacing at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's just torture. Yeah. Absolute torture. She left the show. So I, what people don't know, and if you are a dumb motherfucker claiming that you don't have any fucking details on this situation, then I suggest you do your goddamn research and your homework, nigga, and Google some shit. Because the information, as much as need to be, is out here. The, there's multiple misconduct claims from multiple women on the set. So the, again, the main one being from Tiffany Boone, to the point where before she actually left the show, which I didn't know she left the show because... I like the storyline for her character this season and to find mm-hmm. out that she had left the show to go pursue other projects and that the studio, and this is where like the fuck shit in the studio comes into play. The studio actually let her go and held on to him because his storyline is significant on the show as well. And his name is bigger than hers. And I, that's why I always, you know, I was telling this to somebody yesterday and you know first naturally the first thing you know that comes out a lot of people's mouths is oh you know sometimes the media just blows things out of proportion and I was like see that's the problem you know I said yes the media does blow things out of proportion but they also really just sweep things under the rug when it comes to sexual harassment towards a black woman now this woman, you know, and then you have countless other, I'm sure, black women that was being harassed day in and day out by him. And I can't see her not saying anything, especially with um, you telling me the other day that I didn't know, like her fiance is Reggie from Dear it's, White People. Yeah, Mark uh, and he, Richardson. And he would, oh, he's so fun. But he would literally come on the come on set to literally be like a guard dog for her while she did these scenes with him. All of this, and they still were okay with him staying and her leaving. It's just, that's unacceptable. Just unacceptable. Because, you know, this was some white woman doing this. Totally different. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally different. But she literally had to be scared 
and feared for her going to work every day. And then there's no telling what this nigga was doing, like, you know, you know, when they weren't even on set, if he's being that disruptive and that disgusting towards her. Yeah. It it just it it I, I am appalled by the comments I've seen from black women. Not black men. Ugh. Because black men are fuck niggas and they say stupid fuck niggas shit all the time when it comes to stuff like this. So I'm not surprised that there are niggas defending him who don't have all the details yet because the reality is when they get the fucking details, they're still going to act like it's not enough. We know that's mm-hmm. how they get down. That's how they fucking work. Fuck those niggas double time. Who, who cares? Like, just give them the fuck out of here. Get their logic the fuck out of here. Nobody's asking them for anything. Nothing. Your opinion, your attention, your empathy, you're nothing. If you can't be a better fucking person on your own, go fuck yourself. But the black women and their responses, especially because they like Jason Mitchell and he's a good actor. Again, he is a good actor. Had me fooled into believing that this nigga could be somebody. Yeah, like, yo, niggas trash. Like, if he's, if he's actually, if he's, and fuck the actually shit, for them to drop him this fast, for him to drop, because this wasn't a person that a big scandal was going to blow up out of nowhere. Let's just be real about this one. It wasn't a white woman in the end, which was a lot of people's speculation from the jump that it, this must have been a white girl. It wasn't. It was a black girl. It was Tiffany Boone, who was black. Um, mm-hmm. It had been going on for a while. And she ended up having to leave on her own. They ended up keeping him. And then they finally let him go, which leads me to believe that she left and he was still doing this shit to other people. Yeah, he was. Okay. It had to be multiple people for them to let him go. One person should be enough. One. Especially the one that you have to play romantic character with. They they have scenes where they are fucking on this show, y'all. Y'all understand the type of shooting that goes into that? The type of uncomfortableness that must have gone into that? For her to have to have scenes where she's naked or half naked with him naked or half naked and this motherfucker is making advances or doing some real creep nigga shit to her when the scenes are over or possibly during the scenes? Yeah. Okay. So you have that. It had to be multiple people coming forward. From I don't even think it's from just the shot. I think he's had these accusations going on throughout other projects. For them to finally for for his agency, for Netflix, for Showtime to all drop him in the same moment. It wasn't Didn't like they all did over time. Huh? Did his management company drop him? His too? agency dropped him. Yes, everyone dropped him. Like mm. everybody dropped him at the same time. That it, it followed. After an investigation, too. They did an investigation. Mm-hmm. So, not, so that means they did an investigation and they got all the facts they needed. Because clearly they didn't want to drop him. That's why when they first resolved the issue, they let her go. Because she's not a bigger name than he is. Nobody knows who Tiffany Boone really is right now because she's only done a couple small roles. And her biggest role probably up to this point was The Shy, which she left to go do another project because she didn't want to be around this fuck nigga who wouldn't stop even when she had her boyfriend on the set. Or maybe when it got to the point that she had to bring her boyfriend on the set, she was like, you know what? This isn't fucking worth it. I don't want to have a fucking bodyguard to protect me from the dude that's supposed to be my boyfriend on the fucking show because whether I want to be touched by this creepy nigga or not, I'm going to have to be touched by him to get this fucking paycheck. So she left. And they kept him. Because he's Jason Mitchell. So there are a couple of things wrong with this outside of what I just expressed. 
But I'm gonna add on some shit because I've been seeing people's fucking dumbass comments about this show. One, there are like eight storylines this season. There isn't one storyline with Brandon. And if there's there isn't one main storyline that's just Brandon. And right. fuck this nigga for having my name. Like there isn't just one storyline with just Brandon. And the storyline that is for Brandon is typical for the character Brandon because he's doing some stupid shit again. He did stupid shit all season one. Jason Mitchell is just really good at playing a nigga doing stupid shit, which because which is probably because he's basing it off his real life. And in season two, he's doing even more stupid shit to the point where he's now a fucking fish on the show. Like, bruh, y'all acting like this character is somehow carrying the show. He's not. Typically, the characters that have carried the shot, like Brandon's story has always been interesting. His family story is interesting and what happened around it is interesting. Yes, but we are not going to act like the villains on the shot don't be carrying that fucking show. Mm-hmm. Let's not even. Let's not even act like the whole first season wasn't about who shot his brother. It was about what is this nigga randomly doing back in the game that ain't nobody seen for a minute? Like, why is this OG nigga back? And what is his, what is the significance of his character? Second season, they done introduced us to a whole nother OG crew. And we got this new loot, this new detective that is like, like a narcotics mayhem character and she's a woman we've got what's going on with the whole property stuff then you've got the other side stories what's going on with the little kid's sister like she's clearly fucking somebody she ain't supposed to be fucking we kind of found out right and because she's she's dealing with some death he's dealing with her brother is dealing with the fact that he actually likes a girl that he didn't think he was supposed to like and we're not gonna act like papa in himself is not a whole storyline that keeps the show going Papa's like one of the best characters to be added to a television show in years. And that his other little friend who was struggling between trying to actually be a kid and also being involved in the gang life because of his brother. There are all these other stories going on. Like what's the name? Lattimore. Jacob Lattimore has a whole story going on with the whole baby mama shit this season. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. His mother has a story going this season about her finally getting out her own and trying to find some love. His fucking daddy, his deadbeat daddy, ha- is even involved in the show this season, and is a character that has got more lines than I thought he was going to get. There's so many storylines going on this show. Why the fuck are you niggas acting like Jason Mitchell being replaced <laughs> is somehow going to tank this show? Why? Without Brent, without Jason Mitchell, there's no shot. So I guess you ain't been fucking watching then. Are you paying attention? Probably not. Do you only we pay attention never to never seen a shot episode? Do you only pay attention to the show when it turns into like the Food Network? When he's up there chefing it up and it's like, oh, let's play some music. He gonna chop up some shit and make it look like he's a supreme being chef. And oh man, Jason Mitchell, he's such a good actor. He is. I don't think a lot of them don't even watch the shot. They probably I don't remember either. I don't think they do from either. like straight out of Compton. Or they, a lot of them are just that dumb. They like, oh, he's cute. First of all, he's funny looking. Um, he's always been funny looking to me. He ain't cute to me, but he's always been funny looking to me. I don't, I don't be on men like that. I give you funny looking, you funny looking. I don't care what your genitals are. You funny looking, you funny. He looks like a turtle. There you go. Donna telling the truth, ma'am. There you go. (laughs) But there's nothing. His 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 character on the show is no more significant a storyline has no more significant a storyline 
than like four other characters, dog. We can definitely continue this. Sh- his his girlfriend actually this season has a more significant storyline than him because she has to juggle between like the, dealing with act caring about black people and mm-hmm. like her family who more cares about money and their status and the woman that she's working with now selling properties and that divisiveness, right? That dichotomy of be, uh, that 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 dichotomy of you being stuck in that world, the juxtaposition of trying to go for your career versus trying to go for the help for helping the community, and then all of the dirty underlying, all of the dirty under the table shenanigans that goes on that she was aware of, but is actually being pulled into and having to take care of now. Like my girl literally yeah. had to give part of her money from the advancements for selling these homes to a fucking dude who claims he's helping the black people, but really he's act like he's trying to get money he claims for this, but you know this nigga is taking some off the top for himself. That's the dirty business of politics, and she's in it now. Yeah. Her story is more interesting than his. This nigga is playing sous chef wannabe in a food truck with Jacob Lattimore. But Tiffany Boone's character actually had a significant story about how what we do to our people in these communities, what we do to ourselves. If you want to be real about it, man, if you are worried about getting them out of the show, niggas get shot every day, B. So. It's, but they they can't they can't just shoot him they can't just shoot him because the story the whole fishing storyline with the OG characters is kind of now dependent on them using him and they don't they can't they also can't just kill him right now because the season the season's already been shot so I know but you can reshoot this scene. one out. all they got to do is roll up on a body of somebody they're not going to do that it looks kind of like him and then he's shot. They but that they would have to then rewrite all of the storyline for the other characters that he was center involved with. I believe you. I'm just saying, last episode of the season, if you put in a scene where this dude gets hit up and then move on with your life, if Showtime you if Showtime cared to do that, I I think they would. But I don't think they cared to spend the money to bring all those actors back out to shoot a scene. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I, I doubt they'll do that. They'll probably just do some. I hope they just replace them. They should just. They should just pull a fucking Judy Winslow. Pull a Terrence and Howard them. and Don Cheadle. They should, like they should. I mean, just, I don't see what the problem in. That, I'm not a Judy Winslow, know. a Harriet from the a Harriet Winslow, and just replace them for. Because I mean, they're gonna have to do that because especially if this is, you know, a popular show and you have the, you know, this much storyline in it, like you just can't get rid of the character honestly just... honestly now that i think about it might not be might not be too far off what they could do is shoot him and have jacob Lattimore take over the food truck see there you go but not you as like do a it in his memory or something they or don't, whatever they don't have to and, and since, since tiffany boone is already gone they don't have to deal with her being a part of the show anymore they really don't have to deal with brandon's family in the show anymore because the mom is has been gone since the beginning of the season and the only one left is the dude that she was married to stuck in the house so they could completely mm-hmm. cut his storyline out and just have jacob Lattimore get stuck in with the ogs running the food truck and now they using him as a fish because he need that child support money anyway right and he desperate as fuck so they could do that which is i bet you that's probably what they're gonna do they'll just give jacob Lattimore more screen time Right, but Jason Mitchell gone, y'all. Like he's he's bro, yeah. he because he never because he never broke through that next ceiling level to get to the Brian Tyree Henry status to get to the Sterling K Brown status. Right, 
because he never did that. He he didn't even get to like Aldis Hodge status because he never did that. Oh, Corey Hawkins, who was in straight out of Compton with him because he never broke through that ceiling to get there. And these last two roles probably would have been that for him. It's more of a risk. He's, he's not a worthy risk. He did not brand himself well enough to be a worthy risk for anyone to take a chance dealing with his fucking shenanigans. So that's why his agency dropped him. That's why all the networks dropped him. Done deal. It's much easier to get rid of him because he's not mm-hmm. worth it. He's absolutely not worth it. If he was worth it, they would be. De- it would still be dealing with him. If he was bringing in bank like that, they would still be dealing with him. But his talent alone, alone is not enough to suffice. It's not enough to support putting this nigga in the same room with other women only to get allegations later on and maybe end up in trial over it. If right. He gets criminal this, allegations. It just really gave me that they, they've had enough of him. Yeah. Like it's not even like, this is not the first time they've probably been dealing with him, you know, being like this and other uh, sets, you know, maybe all they had, could do was just, you know, pay somebody, sweep it under the rug, keep it moving. But this was probably the last straw. And, you know, especially if they had an investigation going on and the investigation, you know, report came out of all the incidents that he's had with multiple women on multiple sets. So that's probably why all of them was like, I just, you know, it's it's not worth the money. Just get rid of them. Yep. So, bye, nigga. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's punk ass. I don't know why black men assume that black women are out to get y'all. Like all y'all niggas got a mother. I don't know why y'all just be assuming that black women be out to get you. But nah, that season is over. Like I'm completely in the season of if most if 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 that one woman says that you touched her, and I don't have no reason to believe that she out of nowhere would just start saying that you touched her. I'm gonna be believing her. And then when multiple mm. women back her up and said you tried that shit with them too, the old oh, dog, you got to go. You out. Mm. I don't give a fuck how Goodbye. talented you are. You got to go. Goodbye. And then, you know, he had that incident too that was publicized where he like slammed a woman head in a concrete. So supposedly mm-hmm. he had a violent the act on a woman. does that? Yeah. He got crazy that. Nigga. And then he crazy made, this, he made the statement defending Roseanne on Twitter be- or whatever because he's stupid in the interview. He was defending her last year. The, the boy clearly ain't got no fucking sense. And I've had my eye, I've had my side eye on him since both of those incidents. I, I like when both of those incidents happened, I was still like he should have got the nom for straight out of Compton. But I had slowly slid this nigga into like, what, what's my man's name? Uh, Jason Williams, whatever category. Mm-hmm. I slid him right over there. I was like, I was like possibly problematic as fuck. But we'll Wait, you talking see. about Jesse Williams? Or My Jesse bad. Yeah, Williams? Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Williams. Excuse me, oh, okay, Jesse Williams. Right. Yeah, I, I was like, he ain't Nate Parker status yet, but he's definitely like in the Isaiah Washington, Jesse Williams <laughs> camp, right? Terrence Howard. I didn't camp know Jesse right was now. fucking up. Je- Jesse, oh. yeah, Jesse makes Jesse makes fuck nigga statements every once in a oh, while, damn. and yeah. has done some fuck nigga stuff. Yeah. Like, oh. when he got divorced. Jesse Williams, Anthony Mackie, gotcha. Terrence Howard, Isaiah Washington. These niggas are in the problematic section of town. Sure. Absolutely. Nate Parker is in the who section of town. Right. Now. And that's where Jason Mitchell is. 
now. He's in the who part of town. Yeah, that's a wrap for him. So. Blackballed. He did it to himself. Like it was, it was motherfuckers. It was motherfuckers hitting up Lena Waif on Twitter talking about what you need to explain to us why Jason got dropped or what happened. First off, she's not even the showrunner no more. So if you paid attention to the, but even she was, she don't got to explain to y'all shit. He, she, she don't need to listen. Everybody already spoke. Showtime spoke. Netflix spoke. UTG, UTA or whatever spoke. They all said this nigga got to go. We don't want to deal with him. He's done. That was their statement. The only nigga that needs to speak up now is Jason Mitchell himself. And he ain't said shit. You know why? Because he probably did that shit. Right, exactly. That's it. Because he did it. It's not even probably he did this shit. Mm. You know, he been vocal by everybody else. I don't know who telling him not to talk. I tell you that's the worst fucking thing you can do when you get dropped this quick is not make a fucking statement, not say nothing. Not put nothing out there in the world. And the fact that he ain't said shit, but y'all going after everybody else, the victims mm-hmm. ain't spoke the victims don't have to speak. You know, that's his right. his agent don't have to speak. He need to speak. This is about what he did. This is about him. And he ain't speaking he, up for himself. So Yeah, he, he needs to be shit. saying I'm sorry and apologizing for his actions. He did that shit. And getting help for it. Yeah. So Bye, nigga. Yeah, bye. Oops. That's surprise. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, and the shot got picked up for a season three. So, shout out to them. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm, that's good. So, Showtime stop fucking around and having these off Sundays where they don't release an episode, and we can hurry. We can finish this season out. <laughs> <laughs> they think they slick. They think they fucking slick. What's your story, DJ? You had a, You said you had a story. Yes, I have a story. Um, this is um, <laughs> this uh, it's in Oregon. I had to find it real quick. So it reads, "Father the Father of the Year, he is not." An Oregon dad swiped over seven hundred dollars from his daughter's Girl Scout cookie fund, and then told her <laughs> that the money was taken during a hostage a home invasion. When in reality, oh, when in reality, it got spent on an erotic massage. Brian yeah, tore a poor girl <laughs> was sentenced Monday to 18 months of probation, 80 hours of community service, and restitution as part of a plea deal with the Washington County District Attorney Office. The 40-year-old had been accused of lying to police back in March 6 when he called 911 and claimed his house has been broken into. When the officers arrived, they found the home ransacked and spotted blood strewn about about the residence, according to prosecutors. Couture told law enforcement at the time that someone broke into his home and assaulted him. His work laptop was damaged and approximately $700 was missing from a jar, collecting his daughter's cookie sale proceeds. This nigga. So uh, <laughs> they said that they opened an investigation and quickly spotted um, inconsistencies with Couture's story, began to challenge his account of what happened. He eventually confessed about what really went down. Couture told the police he stole the money from his daughter to pay for erotic massage and take the robbery when he realized he couldn't explain for the missing funds. Hold on, hold on. I got y'all. I got y'all for this one. This is like if Tyson fought an infant. 
Ooh. I can't wait to punch you in the face while you're sleeping One, tonight. Two, get up, get up. Three. Saved by the bell. Come on, let me get in the bong hit before round two. Oh, look at that ass. <laughs> Cypress Hill concert in here. I don't rent to those kind of people. Yuri, what the hell's going on? Alex, how are you? I'm good. Hmm. Well, for the last six months, you don't pay me rent. So now, I no longer let you stay here. Okay? All right, my friends, pack up everything, put on truck, okay? No, no, that's impossible. We've never missed a payment. Every month, I give Josh hundreds of dollars of my money, and then he writes you a rent check. Right, Josh? <laughs> I love them so much. You love who? The girls of Madame Kamei's Filipino Palace. You've been spending <laughs> our rent money on Filipino hookers. They're not hookers. They're massage therapists. Now to massage your cock for money. There's a word for that. I think it's hooker. You're a hooker! Well, wait. <laughs> Listen, Alex, I make you a special deal, huh? My man's been going to Madame Kamei's Filipino Palace with the Girl Scout cookie <laughs> money. <laughs> Damn it. I was like, what? Is, this is out of Grandma's Boys. Like, this is straight out of Grandma's Boy. It was a home I invasion. What fucking movie that was. It's, it's, it was a home invasion. They took everything. They took my manhood. They took our money. They took my laptop. They took my man. <laughs> they, took, they took it all. I didn't know they had mask on when I was like it on the floor. I was like, no. <laughs> but the, but worst worst of all, they took my daughter's Girl Scout money cookie. They took all of it. Every dollar she earned out there on the street going don't for don't for the dollar. They took it. They took it. Yeah, for oh, I wish I had insurance on the Girl Scout cookie money, but they took it. They saw the jar and it was like, what is that? I said, no, don't take the money. You can take anything, but don't take the money. And they said, oh, it's money. We got to take the money. And they took it. <laughs> <laughs> what a world. What a world. <laughs> Bruh. How trash do you have to be, though? I think you got to be a... <laughs> Out, your child, your child. She's been screaming. Girls got cookies in front of Walmart all day for a month. He took that shit to Madame Kamei's Filipino Palace. He got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he took all of seven hundred dollars. He got a seven hundred dollar hooker. What the fuck? Oh my god! Not a hundred. 
seven hundred dollars you took to the side. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna spend the money, you know, get quality, right? I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, that's crazy. What do you do for seven hundred dollars? A whole lot Probably of hand jobs. But also, you never know. You gotta hear both sides. What market is it in? You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's in <laughs> Iowa, yo, then he's probably wild. He's in Oregon, he's in like New York City. Oh, Oregon, oh God, wilding out. So like seven hundred dollars don't stretch as far as in like New York or L.A. or something. So you know, maybe it's less bad. It's terrible. He spent seven hundred dollars. Child, like an asshole. He spent seven hundred dollars <laughs> on a hooker in Oregon, dog. Like she did everything. I hope. I, hey man, I don't know the market. I think she did it. I think she did everything, know, and she did it twice at least. Because <laughs> what if he? What if he paid seven hundred dollars just to watch though? <laughs> and you know, oh, and you damn. know how fucked up would that be if you like, oh, bet I can get two girls and we just could do whatever tonight. Oh, ri- what? Maybe even a third. Like, I wonder. I all wonder. Of that just to just you couldn't get your shit up. Is this a black dude or a white dude? He's white. It's is, Oregon, so he gotta be. Is white. a white girl twerking in Oregon really worth seven hundred dollars? <laughs> is it worth twenty dollars? Yeah. And you, you took it out. The girl had it in a jar. Deidre, you know it's all singles, right? You know he had, yeah. had nothing but ones. He walked in there with eight pockets full of ones. And was throwing <laughs> bitches in the air. Oh, gosh. He's like, I'm about to make it rain on rain. That's her name. Her name, Rain. I'm about to make it rain on rain. Yeah, son. Oh, my God. He he walked in there like daddy's home, bitches call me Kingpin Pussy. <laughs> he started throwing dollars <laughs> in the air. Offer it not to get up. This is so pitiful. <laughs> he said, I'm getting a drink tonight. Who wanna drink? Hey, yo, yo, titties on me. Bruh. <laughs> Unbelievable. He looks like he has a black eye. <laughs> yo, if his Probably daughter pushed white. him in the face, that shit's gangster. She threw the I hope she threw the jar in his face. Probably did. He stole money from his own. That's got to be his stepdaughter. That can't be his biological daughter, bro. Flesh and blood, dog. That's cold. <laughs> that Damn, cannot that's be it. his biological daughter. She's made seven hundred dollars selling cookies in Oregon, and then he took that money and gave it to a girl who was really selling her cookies. <laughs> this is this is absolutely sad. They said a local judge imposed a $100 fine on Couture with his amount of restitution to be determined at a later date. Girl Scout officials say they're following normal procedure to collect the funds owed. Uh, a spokesperson told uh, the the newscast that around $740 was unaccounted for. Oh my for. god. I mean, he Bruh, didn't come back. Man with a new, is wilding. He didn't come back with a new television. He didn't come back with a new Russian bride. He didn't come back with an iPad or like two Xboxes. He came back with empty pockets and co- pop face STD. face covered in glitter. That's how he came home. He was like, "We got robbed. They sprinkled me. <laughs> they flash bombed me. <laughs> I wasn't ready. That's how they knocked me out. They threw glitter in my face. It was a glitter gang." <laughs> they've been moving crack on the streets it's purple yellow red blue pink it's just all the colors 
Oh my god! And this nigga, dude, beautiful. Look, so he stole seven hundred forty dollars. Then he went home and destroyed his own house. Yes, and, and wasted how many more thousands of dollars by breaking shit? This nigga destroyed oh. a laptop. That must have been an old ass laptop. Oh like he put blood throughout the home <laughs> to stage it. It's not his. <laughs> it's not his. I just put the full, uh... <laughs> he went to the butcher and bought some steaks to just squeeze some blood out in random places in the house. So he wasted money on steaks too. Ain't that about it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Delicious steak. Probably. All right, we got we got to move on because we getting close to that time. But damn, that was a good ass story, Deidre. Oh my god, <laughs> that was ridiculous. And I got to play a scene for Grandma's Boys, which Deidre, if you have not watched, you need to watch it. It's so good. It's just so good. That's not that thing you were watching, but who? What were you watching? Um, you said that I needed to watch on Hulu. You were uh, currently watching. Oh, you talking about today? Uh-huh. Yeah, I posted videos of it on Facebook and Instagram. But you just go Oh, look. that's that kung fu thing. Yes, but he was running on everybody's ankles. His ankles? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was watching. No. She was so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> and she, it's called Iron Protector. It's so it's so over Iron the top. Protector. Iron Protector. You should look at the video I posted on my Facebook account where he's like chasing a car down, but it, like he can run it as fast as the car can. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It sounds stupid. It's yeah. very stupid, bro. Like I watched it. It's it's in all Japanese, I think, and I did not have the caption on because you don't need you don't need to know what they're talking about to watch this shit. That's how ridiculous it is. They don't spend they spend more time fighting in this movie than anything. And the wow. fighting and editing is all over the place. So we got an email from some people, and if you'd like to email us, it's very easy. You can send us an email to podcast at where's my 40 acres.com. And we got some voicemails tonight. If you'd like to leave a voicemail, it's 443-832-3494. That's the number. Save it in your phone. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, try to keep it under two minutes. Say what you need to say and then get out of there, you know, so we can give somebody else the microphone to speak. But we got some of those to play tonight, so I'm going to run through those real quick. But first, Hell I'm gonna yeah. get this Love email voicemails. out the way. Where is it? I just had it in front of me. This is annoying. I'm probably looking right over it. I am. I'm, I'm looking right at it and over it. All right. This one is from Melanie. And she says, hi, new listener here. Love the podcast. Very short input on the subject. I myself is a, am a military wife. My husband and I met in North Carolina at St. Augustine's University. I'm in C. We're from. Oh, I'm in C. We're from CA. And now it's four years into our marriage. He's going on two deployments and it sucks. For a time, it was all about my husband. The spotlight was mainly on him. I had to do what I could to feel I was still important. Sometimes it's easy to fade away behind the scenes. Yeah, this is true. For Aisha, I see the same thing happening. So she's talking about Aisha Curry. For Aisha Curry, I see the same thing happening. She's trapped behind this wall of stuff, and she's not okay with just being the stay-at-home mother. She's desperately trying to become her own person, maybe even trying to shed the good girl image. If everyone, especially the hoes, are full-time on her man, where's her spotlight? I'm sure it's tough on her. I wish personally she didn't feel she needed to seek attention from anyone outside of herself because we all in social media land ain't shit anyway. So, 
Thank you. Thanks for all y'all do. Mel. Yeah, we pretty much said the first part uh, last week, so we agree. It. She's. I think she's. I think that the. I think that the role of her being a mother, is kind of weighing on her, watching him have all this fame. So she's kind of been trying to do her own thing to get out from under that. She's not just a mom. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong with that. Agreed. Now, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Now she followed that up with something else later that week. I don't. I don't know about that one. Uh, something about she's she never really felt black or something like that, and I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. oh, let me go sit down." No, <laughs> three fourths in it like normal. You were feeling yourself. You feeling yourself. <laughs> three fourths in it like normal. You exactly. feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. I have no comment. I have no comment. It's not. It's not. It, to me, it's kind of like the Monique situation. Every time y'all feel like Monique gets a what up, she does some shit to make y'all realize that y'all shouldn't be supporting Monique like that. <laughs> and I be sitting in the background like, mm-hmm. I keep telling y'all she ain't shit, but y'all don't believe me. Y'all, y'all want to be, y'all want to act like she needs y'all support, but she be out here acting a fool. So it is what the fuck it is. Actually, it is what it's gonna be. She, uh, I don't know. Aisha, I feel for Aisha, but she gotta chill out <laughs> with that. Yeah, she does. Feeling like, black stuff. Sometimes she does it the most, but it still doesn't, you know, um, take away from her. No, it doesn't. You no, know, her, her, her stuff earlier that was absolutely, you know, something that a lot of women go through. She had real issues. Like she, what she spoke about was some real shit that women and people yeah. in general go through. Then she followed it up with something that I was like, this is a black Twitter topic that I don't think you want to uh, tread lightly. Right. <laughs> let's let's not do this one. All right, voicemails. Let's go. Let's go voicemails. Voicemails. Hi, my name is Bianca B. Smith, and I am a member of the FB group. And plus, I love you guys. I listen to you guys often. A lot of times I find myself listening to a lot of the older episodes. So I just want to... Uh, just my opinion real quick about Aisha Curry. One of the things that really struck me is that I was really concerned as to whether or not she's actually going through postpartum depression. You know, she's had three children, um, two of them back to back. And I I wonder if she's getting, you know, the necessary help that she needs. Um, I'm not sure if her immediate circle is really providing the necessary help because her body language on the Red Table Talk um was was a little was a little troublesome and I do actually worry, you know, whether or not she's actually getting the adequate care that she really needs. And I think that could have been some of the points too, I think, that a lot of people may have missed. You know, um so that's one of the that's the one thing I wanted to add to that. I was just wondering if, you know, maybe she might be dealing with any type of postpartum depression and you know, getting the necessary help. I mean, because it just doesn't go away just because the babies are here, you know. And hopefully if maybe somebody can recognize that and, you know, get her the help she needs, if that's probably part of what's everything that's happening. And maybe hopefully, you know, get the type of talk therapy she needs. And, you know, shit, her husband is MBA. I'd have my ass to somebody's uh, professional gym working out and getting my shit together and, you know, all that good stuff. So that's the only thing I just wanted to add. Um, I just hope that she's able to get the adequate support, you know, that she needs. Um, anyway, I just wanted to just break away from my desk real quick and just uh, add my two little cents in and uh, keep up the great work. I love you guys. I'm also a premium member. And uh, just keep it coming. Bye. 
First off, don't be calling up and leaving voicemails using logic and shit. All right, you getting all deep and expounding upon this stuff and making us think about postpartum depression and how it really which is a great point and stuff. Well, yeah, that was a super great point. Don't be calling I, up yeah, being logical, nigga. It. I yeah, I didn't, I didn't see like you know, I just saw like the clip. I didn't see the whole episode, but and you know, but if you picked up on that, you know, it, I'm it's I'm pretty sure you're probably right. That's a good catch. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, women do hold, you know, do not take postpartum, you know, depression. A lot of them don't do it very, you know, as serious as it should be. Um, So, you know, and I can definitely see that with her, especially being, um, you know, in the spotlight and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I I really hope she gets some help. I just don't appreciate you calling up here being logical and shit like you did your research and your homework and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Know your place, nigga. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. God. Go start your own podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that shit was that. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's, that was serious. That was serious. She reads. I can tell she reads. Okay. Terrible. You know I don't read, so when I hear somebody that can read, I'm like, damn, I could have been like, I could have been like them. I could have been somebody. Goodbye. I could have read. I could have read. Goodbye. All right, here, here comes another one. Yo, I got so thrown off from Ashley picking up, but um, good morning, Saints and Ains, and this is Matthias, your your friendly neighborhood Negro. And um, I'm all the way from Portland, and I just called to say keep up the good work. And what is you guys' opinion on this Joyner Lucas's song "Devil's Work"? And then did you guys hear the Christian rapper Bizzle's response? Like, what did you guys think about that? All right, then, holla at your boy. Y'all really got me about to go do work. Now I got to go look up. A I was about to say I ain't heard not I mean, man, I one heard of them none songs. of that. <laughs> I gotta go look up a song by Joyner Lucas. I'm gonna have Lucas. to listen to them. God, I don't want to listen to shit by Joyner Lucas. Who the, the devil's work? Joyner Lucas, devil's work. Okay. Joyner Lucas is a nigga who can rap that is not interesting to me. So let's just yo, say. that's exactly it. He can rap, <laughs> but I don't not, care. Yeah, nothing about him gives me like. Makes me want to listen to his music or his, look at his video. All his disses are yes. so long, too, bro. They're so fucking rapidy rap ass long. <laughs> rapidy rap. But he's a rapidy rapper for sure. He bombs atomically, yeah. but. Okay, this beat is. This beat better drop at some point. I'm cutting it off. <laughs> it sounds like Phil Collins. <laughs> it does. This nigga starts singing, I can feel it. I'm staring at this Bible as I keep glancing. Dear Lord, I got questions and I need answers. Trying to understand your vision, all I see is damage. Just a bunch of dead bodies in the street camping. A bunch of lost souls on their feet standing. We supposed to be your children, I thought we family. You supposed to be my father, bro, I need answers. We don't need to die young, we just need chances. Tired of living on the edge, so we keep scrambling. Trying to talk to these strippers, but they keep dancing. We just want me number one. First of all, why are you trying to talk? Why are you trying to talk to strippers about I anything? Say, I don't understand. Uh, that. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. 
is wrong with what they do. First, the first nigga said feeling like eggs, so we keep scrambling. Then he goes talking, trying to talk to strippers, so they keep dancing. Like I'm not feeling this. And then the next thing he want to arrive is Steve Francis. Like, bro, okay, this rapidy rap shit is annoying <laughs> as fuck. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. I'm not even. I'm not even lying. Hey, Steve Francis. Bye-bye. Told you, like this. I got the lyrics in front of me. This nigga really rapping about Steve Francis, and then he uses planted and vanish and understand it and stranded and answers. Yes, he's, he used seeds, planted, vanish, understand it, stranded, and answers for the ends of his next bars. Mm. Like he's staying on this boring ass rhyme scheme. Uh, this beat better drop, dog. We forty eight seconds in, and I ain't heard a beat <laughs> drop yet. Like this is the most Joe Button uh, ego shit ever. Like, come on, bro. And saying praying out of seeds planted. Everywhere I turn, I'm seeing MCs vanish. A lot of good niggas gone, I don't understand it. A lot of families lost and they seeds stranded. I ain't trying to disrespect you, I just need answers. I know you're watching us from heaven thinking who to save. Cherry picking who should go next and who should stay. I'd be on my way to heaven if I knew the way. And bring back every good nigga you choose to Absolutely, take. he does. They say you never wrong, sure. but you done made a... What would you say, Deidre? He has a list. Yeah. This, but that's the beat we was waiting to drop. That that was it. Do 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 do. Bob Bob. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. That would so much better. Would, yeah, I'm trying to see if this really does not sample. He could have pulled a. I mean, it's not face. that uh, Phil Collins song, but it sounds like a Phil Collins song. I want to know. Oh no, this shit, this this niggas this sound like a fucking Twilight fantasy right here, a boring ass one. Mistakes, cause you taking the wrong niggas, maybe you should trade. Trade us back all the real ones, remove the fakes. I think you should trade. Give us two pop back and say that nigga shook. Let the legend resurrect that he gon' live for good. I've been screaming thought life in every different hood. If only you like, can bring him back, you can just like give us fun, give us triple X. Take that nigga trip. Oh, for dream chase or uh, of course it does. Dreams and nightmares. Uh no, the one in uh Oh, we're so smart, y'all. So it samples the intro to Meek Mill's uh, Champions album. Of course, it okay. And turn that um, that intro samples in the air tonight by Phil Collins. No shit. We're so great. Oh <laughs> yeah! Wow. Wow. Oh my god, this is why y'all listen to this podcast. This is <laughs> we know what the fuck we talking about. This is- <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. I know, it really is. Uh, is this supposed to be? Who is he dissing besides, like, existing? God. That's he dissing God? He's, he's talking to God. That's what I thought. That's why he got they act like he was just, they said like it was a diss to another rapper. This... Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this a Christian rap battle? Like, is he dissing God and then the other rapper is a Christian yeah, rapper? Yeah, the like, God oh is, my God. yeah, that's why I want to hear the response. Because oh he's like, nah, God. nigga, God is the shit. Fuck you. I'm mean, assuming he doesn't say fuck you. Wait, so, is, but... <laughs> is Bizzle the dude from, um, what was that movie with Beyonce and LL Cool J? Come on, man. Why would anybody know that? The one where Beyonce was in the church and it wasn't, it wasn't LL Cool J, it was Cuba Gooden Jr. Fighting Temptation. That's what, wasn't Bizzle in that? Isn't he the... Spanish dude or something that was in that? Sure. I don't know. I don't listen to Christian rap. <laughs> oh my god, they rapped over the same beat. Because of course this is how this is working. But 
I see you got my word with you. It's a shame how the pain only thing make you pick it up. And you complain when it rains just once, but I never hear things. This guy is more interesting than Jonah. Very much so far. He got the God. He got God's power. Now I gotta have this conversation with you when you drunk. See, before I even start addressing it, I don't owe you any answers, so don't get used to it. But I feel like you're being genuine. But the truth is, you can't handle the truth, Lucas. But you kept it a buck, and I love that. If I kept it a buck back, could you take what you stepping in? I know it's other folk to feel like you. So first thing I'ma do is let you know who you questioning. I am the God who created the earth. I knew you start feeling yourself, so I made you from dirt. Ain't no battery in your body, so who making it work? I made the earth perfect. It's y'all making it work. Who put the seed in the fruit? Put the fruit in the tree, and that tree and another little seed but me. Then turn around and. Made you the same way after that, but you was in your daddy sack and his dad daddy sack. I am the one that put breath in your lungs. Wait, this same mind that you question me. Oh yeah, you were lost. I'm the way. Nigga, he getting body by the Lord's servant. This is ridiculous. That little nutsack. Right. Wow, sir. He is. This is. This is how straight out of nutsack, little nutsack ass nigga. He is getting deacon bodied. Bruh, he dragged Jordan Lucas out the pulpit and is de- and it's like it's like he's he's PG thirteen Jesus bodying him right now. He's bodying this Son, with hymns and verses bodied. and holy water. Like he's bodying him for the Lord. <laughs> what is he's waterboarding his ass with holy water. Oh my God. Lord. This nigga this nigga is gonna kill him and then resurrect him and have a revival. Like this is bad. <laughs> At the end he gonna be like, But you can come with me on Sunday. Like that's gonna be the last bar. Uh, I love you. Right, exactly. You ain't too old to go to Bible study, nigga. <laughs> Bro, this is this is bad. This is how you get bodied by a church, nigga. <laughs> oh Getting bodied by a praying nigga. <laughs> yo, yo, if he got his church to sing back up, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, in the background during this body, it would be that's it. Like this is it's, it's, it's the return time. First round knockout. Oh my god! It's Easter Sunday all over again. <laughs> now the clay got something to say. This nigga got body bars, brother. Look at listen to these same bars. Oh my god. Never check me, so check this. Your standard for right and wrong is me. I am the checklist. I am right. Wrong is whatever you left with. I am like. God damn. Yeah, this dude, man, he's, he's really getting him. in him. <laughs> and he's so <laughs> like, calm about it. Like all jokes aside, he Johnny Lucas is catching the L heavy right now. This yeah. is bad. This is this is bad. This nigga was Jordan Lucas was on his knees crying and whining with his pen scribbling all over a piece of paper. Why God? Why? And then God answered. And this, God was like, "Listen, this nigga right here, he's my burning bush, <laughs> and now he's burning Lucas." This is sad. Good grief! You without me is what death is. I am the judge. You you without me is what death is. That's God talking right there, bruh. <laughs> bruh. All all bruh. the truth, mm. bruh. Me. If I throw lightning, who throws it back at me? Nobody. And if I- <laughs> wow. Every Why is every lie fire? And it's like, find the lie. Why is every lie fire, though? Find the lie. There's no lie. But me, you go to the cross for you cross examine me. Oh my God. <laughs> Son. I just had a heart you- attack. <laughs> You go to the cross wow, and you cross examine me? What? <laughs> what? Golly. Nigga get 
body bag, verse by verse, him by him, nigga. Oh my god, boy, you better you had to go get baptized after this one. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, who you believe? Are you a believer now, nigga? Oh my god, mm-hmm. this is unnecessary. You say I made mistakes, you mistaken me. You- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Literally every line, every line is dipped in holy water. <laughs> that cross line was ridiculous. Yeah, my goodness. Oh, nigga. Wow. <laughs> he's really just uh, the whole time he's like find a lie like find a lie he should have called find, this song find a line that I'm lying about he should have called this song Jesus Peace <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck bro <laughs> oh, he's giving this dude the business oh <laughs> uh, uh, I can't, I can't Damn. listen no more can't. this is brutal I might be a fan I'm, yo, same. Low key. Low key. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so much body. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Then it's so calmly. The way you don't know, you just gotta push through. Because why you over here saying what I should do? Somebody lost somebody last week and came at me the same way saying I should have took you. Oh my god. No. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> bruh, it's I over. I wasn't expecting that. Like, <gasps> I'm really—if I had pearls, I'd be clutching them oh right now. My god, <laughs> I'm gonna have to pray. Damn. Excuse me, I'll be back. What's his name? What? His name is Bizzle. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Spotify right now. It's Bizzle for shizzle. Nigga. Damn. Damn. I just gave that video a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he gave you man. That's not the end of the song. It there is like there is like a whole minute and twenty two seconds left. I can't play it all, but my God. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm unironically listening the fuck out of this song. I can't wait. Oh Bizzle look and then Bizzle look like somebody granddaddy. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's an older gentleman. Oh he is God. not no spring. He's chicken. an apostle. <laughs> he's <laughs> just, Damn. This nigga, yo. Oh my this God. is bringing real hip hop back, though. Bruh. God, Chris, 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 uh, Christian rap is getting lethal right now, bruh. Oh my God. They they bodying niggas and then resurrected them to save them. Oh my God. It's bad, it's bad out here. They praying for niggas and then bodying them. And then praying for their bodies. Mm. He's from where, Deidre? Houston. Of course. Yep. Tested. You and tested it. His his originally known uh, nickname was Playboy before finding Christ. Oh, he got right. He got saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he didn't yeah. really bring it to you. He'll really bring it to you. <laughs> He's like, I still got it in me. Damn. Dog. All right. Next voice. Oh mail. yeah. Next voice. Wait, mail. he got production by Boy Wonder. Let's oh, yeah. You gotta gotta check out this. this right. <laughs> you hear them words. This <laughs> one got the deal. Damn. Count your blessings. Mm. <laughs> another another good title for that disc. Count your blessings. Yo, what is the name of that song? The disc itself. The Devil's Work disc. 
Cool. Is this what it's called? Devil's work this? All right, next voicemail. Hello, where's my 48ers family? This is the Salas. Hello, Brandon, Deidre, Mike, Antoine. Huh, I want to pause this because usually we make fun of Vishalis' name with when Antoine just go back and forth. And I didn't even have to do that this time. Google Transcript did it. It called you Phallus. Like, oh, why you gotta why you gotta bring that up? That's just, rude. I, I was like, who is Phallus while I was reading this transcript? And then she said her name. I was like, yo, Google got jokes. Google got jokes. That's fucked up. How are you all? Shit ain't right. Um, just really quick, something that popped into my mind. I don't even know if Mike remembers this because this probably was like a couple years ago. Hold on. Oh, hold shit. On. Deidre, Deidre, you got some pearls? Because I heard this voicemail already. You got some pearls? Oh, oh, okay. You, you need to clutch them, clutch them I'm pearls. I'm clutching right now <laughs> with both hands. I'll, just, I'll ask Mike, do you know what she's about to ask you? I mean, it could be any number of random shit. I've fallen asleep on a fucking call before, so it's probably that. No, it's, it's not. It's not. Okay. This setup. Everybody, clutch your pearls. When a suggestion went up in the group, as far as like podcasting side episodes, I mean side topics for the most part, you know how you all do like the boob to say yes to the death and everything else. And the idea was basically for Mike to do like a little side show with like producers, like going through like different producers and doing like an episode like on Pharrell or Timberland or like Flying Lotus or Thundercat and just going through like all like their different productions, how prolific they are, you know, some of their best, some of their worst and do like a, like a producer type like profile deal. So I don't know if you are, I know you are like beyond busy doing all types of things and giving us all types of wonderfulness, but I just never forgot about that idea and I thought it was a really good one. And I would be super interested to hear you all's opinions on some of hip hop and just music in general, like best producers. And I think that would be super dope. But I love you all. I see you all on Facebook. It's nice to see you all, talk to you all again. Brandon, keep up the hard work with the weight loss. I, too, am with you in the struggle. So, you know, I pray that you meet your goals and that everyone has a wonderful day. Love you all. Bye. Salute. Okay. Cool. So, uh, I have one, two, three, four five reason sessions open right now with podcasts that Twan and I have recorded that I have not edited. So I need to just stop being a lazy asshole and edit the shits and give them to Brandon. And I'm going to make a concerted effort to do that. So sorry that I have been way, way, way fucking behind on that, but I have actually started working on it. It's not just pie in the sky. Um, Like I said, the episodes are recorded. I just need to edit them and give them to Brandon. So I'm going to start working on that now. And thank you for remembering. I got a question. Okay. I know you did. <laughs> Can you give me the date on the first episode? Uh, I'm looking in my file browser right now. I, if I can find it, I will tell you. Yes. I, I'm, I'm interested. Because you niggas have been talking about that show. 
Yeah, the problem is me, man. Like, I just get busy and then forget and just don't follow through on it. Bruh, if you uh, need me to set up an editing session with you so we can get that shit edited, let me know. It this is, is December 2018. That's not that bad. That's yeah, bad. December 2018. But it's not that bad. So, yep, that's it. That is uh, the most recent one was recorded in January. Vishalis, so we did like five in a month. Vishalis, you should have sent that voicemail last year. You should have sent that yeah, voicemail. I, honestly, I appreciate you like lighting the fire back on me because I have them sitting there and then like I'll have free time and I just do a different thing than that and I just need to stop doing that. So <clears throat> I am committing to making that happen. I will say this. I don't know if that can be a premium thing if y'all use the music from producers in it. So well, I will say it, this. I know of Patreon-backed shows that do music creation content that is behind a paywall. So I'm not going to name no names necessarily mm-hmm. here because I don't want to put people on blast. But they are much larger budget than us. And they have like corporate backing of some kind. So I'm sure it can be done. They might have gotten clearances or signed off to do it. Maybe, but I don't think so. Because <laughs> it's not the way they be talking about it. They also release this content. Uh, they have stuff that they do for free and for pay that all involves using copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. They are brave because they will come out. But also, them. free use indicates that this should be fun. Either way, I don't care if people have to pay for it or not. Personally, like however we set it up is however we set it up. I just want to actually get it done because I do care about it. And I, I really enjoy the stuff that we have done so far. So, so there, there you go. There you go. You got your answer. All right. And if it doesn't happen, it's nobody's fault but my own. So you blame me specifically. All right. Next voicemail. Pearls unclutched. Next voicemail. <laughs> that was way less like intense than I thought it was going to be. Like it was just me being a lazy ass. Then fair enough. I didn't know if it was some random shit that I said that I would regret now more than I'm going to make these podcasts. I didn't. I didn't listen to the voicemail. Some I read the. Uh, take. <clears throat> I read the transcript. So when I read the transcript, I was like, I know exactly where she's going. I can't wait to play this. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. Where this is going? Because people, people do listen to remember sometimes, especially for Chalice. I'm like, this, she's she pays. No, nah, I honestly, genuinely, I appreciate it. That makes me very happy. Also, so, she I asked us come to through. do the producer topic again, so she's really in a producer season right now. Hey, no, nah, I'm, I'm always on that same topic, so I feel. All like. right, here we go. Hey, yo, what's up, Brandon, Twan, Deidre, you know, um, yeah, it's been a hot minute since, like, I left a voice message. All right, first off, nigga, don't be just saying, Damn. what's up, Brandon? Like, I felt like you was coming for me. I was like, bro, I, I had to get ready. I was like, what, what, what is this? What did I do? <laughs> but I was ready. What's up, Brandon? I'm like, oh, 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 it's on. Grab a chair. <laughs> who's, getting, who's, getting hit, who's getting hit with this chair? Okay, all right, never mind. False also, I alarm. see how it is. Can't say nothing to me. False, false, false alarm. Let me put it down. Cold as ice. Oh. Cold as ice. See how it is. <laughs> exactly. I know I ain't and been on the show in a minute, but still. Don't trip off me. I mean, I know some of that Deidre's medicine. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hey, yo, but uh, for it all, I said, I'm on the website. Found your number and stuff like that. Well, I ain't been in there hella so, but, you know, it's good and everything, man. It's real good. Y'all niggas added photos of yourself and shit. But anyway, though, um, yo. 
Yeah, so the topic, whatever, I had a quick question for y'all. Because, you no, know, a nigga old wash, you know, I just turned 35 and shit. But, yo, man, for real, like, so what's y'all methods for, like, memorizing, like, lyrics and shit like that? I mean, um, y'all just sit there, this session on repeat, y'all write the shit down, you know, y'all, uh, connect, like, the last, the last line, the stanzas, like, you know, I'm just curious, man, like, how, how do y'all, how do y'all, like, remember lyrics nowadays? Cause, you know, I'm sitting here trying to, like, listen to rest and conditions right now. And trying to remember that shit. shit. Fuck with that, fantastic. Huh? Roll the fuck out that beat. But no, that's it though, man. Uh, yo, y'all keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it. How you gonna bring up a Doom song and not mention me? I'm the number one Doom stand of Where's My 40 Acres. Uh, but here's how I memorize lyrics. is I just be listening to music a lot and then I just happen to know the lyrics. I don't normally ever sit down and like try to memorize shit. I just listen. I obsessively listen to songs that I like and then I'll just start knowing the words you just catch on to it yeah i mean that's how i am too like i'm you remember back in the day like you know like going to the lyric um like o-h-h-l-a right reading it like doing all that shit but yeah like now i don't have time for that but no i mean i still look at lyrics but to to remember them yeah you listen to the music enough Especially if it's something like you really, really like it, you catch on. So, and I will play like specific verses. Like sometimes I just like listening to like, I don't know, like if one of the Migos is somebody who raps in a way that I can't easily re- reproduce, says something cool, then I'll listen to specific people's verses or parts like multiple times. But I don't ever do anything beyond listening to it. Really, I don't ever write stuff down and anything like that. <laughs> Mm, the only thing that helps me memorize lyrics <clears throat> now is actually when I go read them because I might not understand what the artist is saying or if it's somebody like no name I'm trying to read deeper for content to see if it's things sure. that I missed that she said and then once I read the lyrics when I hear the song later again it kind of is like that the connection is made what I read versus what they're saying so yeah, I remember it that way but like people like Saba I just remember Saba's Saba. lyrics because I listen to Saba's music so fucking much. Like, it's just the vibe. So that's that's how I, I do not, like, write lyrics down or go memorize lyrics. The most I do now is read lyrics because sometimes niggas really do be mumbling or the, the mixing isn't great. So I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily understand exactly what they're saying. But uh, I don't know, man. Also, I'm listening to so, much, so many different genres of music these days that it's certain genres i just remember easily like uh indie shit i picked that up easy but, well it's less lyrics than listening to rap music yeah. that i mean i just yeah that shit some rappers i'm not even listening to them to remember their lyrics i'm just listening to them because the beat is dope and shit like i'm not listening to drake's beats because i want to remember this nigga's lyrics it's because i'm listening to his beats but if I listen to an artist enough over and over and over again, No Name, Saba, uh, J.I.D., etc., I'm just going to start remembering their lyrics. But my memory, my mind definitely, my memory definitely ain't as good as when, like, I was in the heyday of listening to Little Brother and, like, Sky Zoo and Saigon and niggas oh, like yeah. that. I remember all their lyrics all the time. I do not work like that anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> you be obsessive with it. Like, yeah. Obsessive, yeah. Highlight shit, like all that stuff. I used to have a whole notebook full of printouts mm-hmm. of stuff from, like, you know, from all like the lyric websites. But yeah, now 
you know, we, we are always moving. We're always on the go, but we're always listening to music. You just, just, you know, pick up on it. Uh, I definitely be mumbling lyrics too. So don't be listening to me too hard when I'm rapping along to a song. Cause I be like, yeah, nigga hit him with the dun gun. And I don't have no shame. Cause I ain't trying to remember all y'all lyrics. <laughs> Can't remember y'all lyrics. It's like lyrics. I know the structure. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you say the wrong word. Do you fix it real quick? Like you do the right word. I do that shit all the time. I do it with Nipsey Hussle a lot. Nipsey Hussle be rhyming shit sometimes. I'd be like, if I would have wrote it, it would have been this word. But Nipsey wrote it, so it's this word. R.I.P. A real nigga. I finally got my vinyl, too. Ooh. Nice. All right. Oh, he also had, he left something else. Let me see. Hey, damn, my bad, yo. Yeah, I just left that message. So, yo, this is Aaron uh, from the Facebook group. Or, uh, people don't touch the deal from, you know, or, um, what the fuck am I on Twitter? Um... <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, that's me. Yeah, my fault. I didn't think I Bro, I'm really about to sample that and make it a, it a sound effect for the show. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Jesus, shout great. out to you. That shout out great. to Aaron. That was that was great. <laughs> All right, y'all. <clears throat> oh, okay. So we got voicemails out of the way. Again, if you want to leave a voicemail, uh, that was incredible. The phone number is four four three eight three two. Yeah, you gotta make that a drop for real. I am. I'm working on that this weekend. I've already got some ideas for some drops. Uh, a cave of wonders is absolutely becoming a drop, and <laughs> this is now drop number two. Cause that shit is wild. Oh yeah, you gotta tell us about that fucking Aladdin. I'm, I'm, I'm circling back to it right now. That's where I was. All right, next. This, this is the end of the show. So again, if you want to leave a voicemail, it's four four three eight three two three four nine four. If you want more premium content, Mike say he's releasing these sample episodes, these producer episodes. So we're gonna try to see if we can premium that shit. But if we can't, we have other stuff. We have a review of Shrill, which is a Hulu show that you need to watch. Deidre, you definitely need to watch that shit. It's fucking great. Shrill. Shrill. Yep. S H R I L L. Shrill. It's only like six episodes. It's really short. Thirty minutes. It's on Hulu. Episodes. Okay. It's on Hulu. Um, Prime has a show coming out called Good Omens that we're going to be reviewing. Um, I've actually seen it. It is by Neil Gaiman, who did American Gods as well. So I think people will be interested in that. We did see Aladdin this week. Our review for that will be up tomorrow. Um, or be actually will be up Friday. I also saw a film called Booksmart, which if you are like, I do not want to go see. Yo, Aladdin, I saw the previews for that. Is it good? It is. We've seen. I've seen it twice. Uh, oh shit! Okay, see bet. It again. Because I saw early screening like four weeks ago, and I just couldn't talk about it. But it drops this week. People are comparing it to Superbad. To Superbad, like yeah. Superbad, which I don't disagree with this comparison because it is about two teenage girls trying to get to a party to kind of like live out their last night as high school students. The girl in it, the heavier set girl in it, actually is Jonah Hill's sister. But oh, it shit. is funny. It is a funny-ass movie. I think it is funnier than Superbad. I think it is, more, it is deeper than Superbad. Um, you know, it has some like it, it, it really is a smart comedy mm-hmm. and it is funny as fuck. Like it is over the top, funny as hell. There there's a whole Barbie scene that is just fucking like you will kill over laughing, tears in your eyes, and it's so goddamn funny. And it's directed by um Olivia Wilde. Oh, tight. Yeah. Shout out to her. Is this our Sudeikis first directorial debut? I believe so. Yep. And Jason Sudeikis is in it. And uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are on the executive production team for it. It is a oh, damn, They got movie. some heavy hitters. 
Yeah, it is extremely funny. So I would I definitely recommend that y'all go check that shit out. It's good. And DJ and I did a review for John Wick 3 that'll be out later this week. And <sighs> Jax and I did a review for season two of On My Block. And one episode of Hoodables is still coming out next week. So premium is lit right now. Premium is four ninety nine for to sign up and or you can do do ninety nine dollars for the whole year. That gives you basically unlimited downloads monthly. The four ninety nine package does not give you unlimited downloads monthly, but you get enough for one month given our release schedule. So make sure y'all do that, man, because we are definitely livening up premium. Gonna try to switch it up, and we like me and Deidre already talked, trying to get her to watch these X Men movies and these Fantastic Four movies and these Spider Man movies for Pod Avengers. Oh no! So we can have some really funny Pod Avenger reviews. All, all jokes, no praise. Cause they are yeah, I was like, nothing, not with those. <laughs> right. It's going to be yeah, bad. I, I, yeah, I'm going to start this weekend. So, mm. Yep, yep, we ready. We ready. <laughs> so that's premium, man. Go to the website, where'smy40acres.com. You can sign up for premium there. It's quick, it's easy, it's fast. And you immediately get access to the premium content. So, Aladdin. Ugh. Mm. My throat is dry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Aladdin. So Aladdin is a this this live action is a remake. It's almost it's almost a direct story wise, it is a direct remake from the cartoon. Um, oh shit. Acting wise, the casting is a little interesting. And that's I can't say too much about it, but it's it's interesting. I will go. Okay. Into, I will go into more detail on our review on MTR Network. So be looking for that episode because I'm going to go in on this movie. I am an Aladdin fan. Like I know all the words to the cartoon. I'm going to go in. Yeah. On this shit. This is not a good. That's not a good sign. But we, it ain't a good sign at all. <laughs> we are a hip hop show. Really we are a hip hop podcast. So I feel like it is our duty to address the hip hop element of Aladdin, which is Will The hip hop element. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? They basically, they basically Mike Will made all the beats. Bruh, no, <laughs> no, but he did work with DJ Khaled on one of them shit, so Oh, but cause they had to get somebody brown. <laughs> so he so they did a they did a hip hop version of Friend Like Me. Wow. Right. Oh no! <laughs> no! Really? No! Yeah. Another one. Oh. You know it's Will Smith and DJ Khaled. Uh, too late, y'all done wound me up. Why would you ever want to rap over this? Why would you ever want to rap over this? Ever, ever. Why is he rapping at all? Because he's Will Smith. For better or worse, that's what Will Smith does. He be rapping over movies. So. Hey, yo, real quick. I want to see if y'all catch it. So the first time I heard this song was during the end credits when I was so ready to get up and walk out of this theater. And because this song started playing and I was like, fuck, I knew they were going to do a fucking hip hop remix of one of these damn songs. And it had to be this one because it's the easiest one to do. There is a lyric within like the first four bars of this song that made me want to jump kick the fucking theater screen. <laughs> I want to see if y'all what? catch it. I want to see if y'all catch it. Oh my god! It's the Alibaba, it's the big papa, it's the blue handsome, jasmine like a flower, it's the graduation. It don't even cost a dollar. You rotting on the carpet when you rotting wanna holler like, tell me where you wanna go. Hold up. Did y'all catch it? I did not. 
No, I'm still laughing at I'm the fly, I'm the flower like Jasmine. There you go. That's it. That's it. I'm the Jasmine like the flower. <laughs> I wanted to that even I, Jasmine. Jasmine the cartoon. No, I know, but what does that actually mean? I get the Oh, what does it mean? I'm the Jasmine like, like the flower. It means mean? nothing. <laughs> That's my point. I wanted to body slam the whole theater when I heard that line. <laughs> Have y'all ever heard a dumbass rap line in Dolby Digital Surround Sound? Oh my god. Because we're in an IMAX theater to watch this. So you got fucking 7.1 minimum, maybe even Atmos in there. This futuristic ass. Full immersive surround sound. And this nigga said, I'm the Jasmine like the flower. I was. These terrible bars flying straight into your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Three wishes. What I need to make true. Three bitches. Oh. What I need to make true. Oh, I would have killed. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And that's not. that's, That's just. The end credit rap song. Will Smith sings every fucking song in this movie that is a classic Aladdin song. Even Arabian Nights, which opens up the movie. Oh, good grief. I was going to ask. All right. Well, we're doing this, huh? I see you got all the bootlegs popping. They all on YouTube. Oh, okay. Hey, that, that flute, whatever uh, instrument got a little trashness in it. Yeah, right? Bruh. That's kind of like the uh, uh, mask off flute. Hey, right? Okay. <laughs> hey, I got a question. I got a question. Why are y'all interrupting Will Smith singing right now? You know why. <laughs> why are y'all interrupting Willie Will? Oh, God. Where you wander among every culture and oh, boy. It's chaotic, but hey, it's home. When the wind's from the east and the sun's from the west and the sand in the glass is right, come on down, stop on by, hop a carpet and fly to another Arabian night. <laughs> it's so much worse than the second time. Oh, the music. That plays as you move through a maze in the haze of your pure delight. You are caught in a dance. I'm so mad. Wow. Will's doing a lot with these vocals, man. The struggle of it. Why can't Will Smith sing even a little bit? Not even a scotch. Will Smith got on this song was like, Another Arabian night. Because I'm Will Smith. Like, I don't have to actually put any type of musical-esque into this shit. Right. At all. Auto-tune the nigga at least, man. <laughs> like, y'all, the last person to sing this, was it, it wasn't even, I don't even, was it even Robin Williams that sang this song originally? Because I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure it was not Robin Williams. Yeah, so why did he do it? Like, why, like I understand making him sing Friend Like Me. I understand even making him sing That's Prince the genie's song. Right, but he also where sings. Where he meets Aladdin. Right, and he sings Prince Ali, which is terrible too, but he has to sing it for the movie. I, I Alan Menken it. sang the song. Is so, he the singing voice of Aladdin in this whole movie? In in what? In who in what movie? Alan Menken in the cartoon sang 
the song. I don't I don't know if he sings every part of Aladdin shit in the cartoon. Which is crazy because in this movie, Aladdin can sing enough. Jasmine, Naomi, I think her name is Naomi Scott or something. She's the one who actually can sing. She can fucking sing. Like, very well. Which mm-hmm. is why she gets the, both the new songs. <laughs> nice. But Will Smith cannot sing. He can't even act like he can sing. Like, Desk was crazy. Will Smith oh. cannot act like he can sing. <laughs> So why oh, never mind. Alan Menken didn't sing it. He just wrote the song. But either way, it wasn't the genie that sang it in the movie. So why, Definitely not. Why did they make him sing? Why did they make Will Smith sing so much of this? No, and they knew he couldn't sing when they heard it. When they heard that he couldn't sing, and they were like, we're going to have to extra auto-tune this. Why did they keep letting him sing throughout this movie? That is my biggest pet peeve while watching this, because there are so many songs. And typically when a person, I I cannot name, I cannot think of a Disney movie where the person who sings is, does not at least come off as if they can sing. You know what I'm saying? Like Bradley Cooper can fucking sing right now. Bradley Cooper can sing right now. Bradley Cooper is incredible. Apparently we all were underestimating him. When you put Bradley next to Lady Gaga, you realize that he actually can't sing that well, but he can sing I mean, yeah, well enough course. for movie magic. Like, he can carry notes, and he can put on the bravado of being able to sing, right? He can make you think he can sing, which is all he needs to do as an actor and all he needed to do for exactly. that film, right? He, he can't sing like Hugh Jackman. Like, Hugh Jackman can actually sing. Hugh Jackman is a Broadway-level singer. Right. He oh, can wow, actually really? fucking Absolutely. sing. Absolutely. Wolverine can Even actually Even Les Miserables, Deidre. Yes. Damn. He can actually yeah, like he prefers singing. Got it. He wants to do Broadway. That's why he does he does not want to do Wolverine anymore. He wants to do Broadway shit because he can actually sing. Okay. Like uh, uh Emily great. Blunt is the is the new Mary Poppins. And one of the most surprising things about Mary Poppins returns is that Emily Blunt can actually sing. Now I don't know is if if I give her a microphone right now if she can sing. I t- but in that film, she can fucking sing. And she sings a lot. And it's great. Why is Will Smith hip-hopping up Aladdin and talking through these songs? Like, we can hear him. Another well, that's what he said. Remember I told you that's what he said he wanted to do with the songs on Good Morning America. He said that he didn't want to um, try to uh, disrespect uh, Robin Williams' legacy so he said, "How could he do something and put his own twist? I guess his own Auto twist, twist on it." Wah, wah. Auto <laughs> so, wah, wah. so he didn't oh, want he to disrespect. That, um, so he didn't disrespect. He, he he said he wanted to do hip hop, right? So because that's all he fucking knows. Element, because that's a part of him. He did. So he didn't want to disrespect Robin Williams, but he had no problem disrespecting like Tim Rice and the people who wrote these songs and the original people who sang them and the composers, <laughs> right? But like, like Robin Williams was just another actor who would who Robin Williams up these songs. And the thing with Robin Williams is Robin Williams can't traditionally sing, but Robin Williams no. can get into character and he can he can act and he can um um like uh, not vocal, but he can. I'm trying to figure out what the word is when you can um like project. He can project, and the presence gives the song life. So it's not that he can sing, it's that he brings his whole character 
of Robin Williams to a song and turns it into pure entertainment and fun and, and what everybody wants to be like with everybody wants to hang out with Robin Williams when he's this person because he's just funny and he's he's charismatic, right? Will Smith is charismatic. He cannot sing. Mm-hmm. And he can't project correct. either. That's a problem. You have him singing and correct. he can't project. And to make it worse, these songs, you know what they don't lead? You know what they don't need that hip-hop songs usually do need from some rappers? Jim Jones being one that thinks they it, every bar needs one? Ad-libs. And Will Smith is ad-libbing throughout all of these songs. He is talking over himself singing during these songs. And it is the most annoying shit. He's like, Arabian night. Haha, <laughs> that was me. That was me. Arabian nigga, that was not needed. That, that was not needed. You did not need to talk about yourself while bare ass singing through this song. And I love Will Smith. He can act. He is charismatic. He seems like a really nice fucking person. He put his all into this movie. My only hold up was his singing with his character. It's the because he carries this movie. And mm-hmm. but his singing I believe that cannot carry a note. And it blows my mind that Disney did not come, it did not listen to this and go, we're not releasing that. That's terrible. We need to fix it. We need to studio it. Like right now. Go get mixed by Ali or somebody to fix this. Because we're not releasing this. And they released it. Like it's on YouTube right now. We just played it. Also, on soundtrack, remember they got fucking Pivo Bryson to sing All New World. Instead of the guy that played Aladdin in the movie, because Pivo Bryson is a real ass singer and can sing. Right. They could have easily got somebody to do like a soundtrack version of these songs. I, I am blown by how bad I was when he started singing because I was like, I don't think Will Smith can sing. You ever look? You ever listen to somebody like like their whole career? Will Smith has never really sung, and when he sung, it's been very hip hoppy sing songy '90s. Like very sing along Disney shit, which you don't have to be able to sing; you just have to read the words. So I'm like, he can't sing, and they put him in this movie. I hope they don't have him singing. Oh, Arabian Nights is playing. Up, oh, that's him. That's him. Yep, he's singing it. Oh God. Okay. Up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh, that is bad as I thought it was gonna be. Oh God. Oh God. I think he lost a note. I think he just completely. He just. Yeah, he just. He completely lost it. But it's fine. He's gonna Will Smith his way through it. God. It's like watching Ali. Jesus, that is a terrible accent, and this is a terrible song. His confidence is insane. I wish I had like ten percent of it, cause. Hey man, if you watch his videos on Instagram, yeah, he's, he's always fired up. That's the thing. Will Smith is very good at very specific things. He's not so great at a bunch of other things, yeah, and that's sing. fine. He can't sing, but he can't sing. He clearly. Can't sing. So. There, there you go. There is. They got any. And this isn't one of those situations where I'm bidding and you guys didn't get to hear it. You got to hear it. You get to hear how bad it is. So. Prince, the Prince Ali one is just. Huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I almost choked on that sadness. <laughs> oh my God. Here, here we here we go. Cause they, they released this one too. Why not release it? Just release them all, huh? Just... In the old... It's like when your teacher starts singing something to you in class because you're a bunch of little kids in kindergarten. It's fine that they can't sing. It's just fun that your teacher's singing. That's what Will Smith sounds like every time he sings. 
Wow. Sing it to a bunch of five year olds. Play the way in the old bazaar. Hey, you, let us through. It's a brand new star. Oh, come be the first on your block to meet his eye. Make way, here we go. Ring bells and the drums. You're gonna love this guy. Prince Ali, fabulous. He, Ali, Ababwa. Show some respect. No range. He has like two. Like they didn't try to even. He got Drake level range. (laughs) God. Because Drake don't got man range neither. He loves to sing. It's so. That's what it is. He should have got some forty beats. It's like nobody. Nobody no, wanted to I tell want him. No, I Mike Will made it. Like <laughs> nobody in the room wants to tell Will Smith he can't do something, even when you can clearly hear he cannot do it. It's like, bro, we know you're confident. You are seven billion dollars in movie com- movies confident, Will. But you, dog, you can't sing. You cannot sing, bro. Like I'm telling Will, I'm telling you, because you're Will Smith, people might not care. But you can't sing, dog. He's like, no, but I can't. Watch me put all this energy and charisma and smiles into it. No, Will, look, bruh, listen. You can't sing. <laughs> He's like, well, what if I just turn the volume up? No, it did that, that then just then more people will be able to hear that you can't sing, Will. That's all that's gonna do. <laughs> But all this money, like, just like you said, you can get no auto-tune, no, like I said, background singer to blend in with those. You Like, just, you're just going to be dry. Something. Like, bruh, yeah. I, can't, I can't dunk and Will Smith can't sing. It's just, these are just facts. <laughs> these are just facts. Now, maybe one day I might be able to dunk. And maybe one day Will Smith could carry a note. But he doesn't this ever. Ain't that time. He doesn't ever have to, right? He doesn't ever have to because he's fucking Will Smith, and he can do everything else that, that in a way that nobody else can, which is why he's Will Smith. Like he is amazing to that degree and everything else. Just not this. He's not even basic in this. Like he do keep him far, far away from Pitch Perfect Four. He absolutely cannot be anywhere near a musical. It is not his thing. Like, this is not parents just don't understand, dog. This is Disney music. You cannot just, you know, yada yada through these songs. You need to actually care about this shit that you're singing. You need to really project, bro. You need to go get a vocal coach. Right. Willow cannot be your vocal coach. (laughs) Willow. God. Yeah. Oh, I just, um, man, y'all gotta understand. This movie is two hours long. And this nigga sings like five songs. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. He's singing again. <laughs> he won't stop singing. He won't stop singing. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Alright, y'all. This has been Where's My 40 Acres. Um, It was... Mike joined us, so the show is actually longer than it was supposed to be, which I got a full show tonight. I thought it was going to be a short show because there's only two of us, but we got a full enough house. Twan, I think, is vacationing right now, so it's all good. Nice. Word. And um, thank you for listening to all of it, even Will. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am curious. 
I am curious to hear what all, what y'all think about Will Smith singing. So please call and leave a voicemail or send us a a email. And if you know of a Disney film where they had another person who also could not sing, please send it my way. I I would love because I have yet to watch a Disney musical cartoon or film where they let anybody walk up in a booth and do what Will Smith did, which really is just more praise, I guess, of Will Smith. The fact that he can walk up in Disney and even Disney does not want to tell Will Smith he can't do something. Disney tells everybody they can't do shit, but they don't want to tell (laughs) Will he can't. Like everybody in the room was like, but he's such a nice black guy. He brought donuts today. The good ones. Do you want to be the one to tell him he can't sing? Does anybody here? That man is glowing. Does anybody here want to make Will upset? That's what I thought. Just let him say. <laughs> Just let him say. We're going to make $500 million off of him. Just let him say. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. If you, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you kind of just squint one eye and kind of put your finger in your left ear, it's not that bad. You can hear progress. Plus he's glowing. This nigga really glows. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll holler at y'all next week. We out. (laughs) Where's my 40 acres podcast? Peace. Oh, and don't forget to leave iTunes reviews if you made it this far. I heard a, a podcast say that statistically only 15% of listeners make it to the end of the podcast. So uh, all of you niggas just won a million dollars. Yay. I don't go collect it. No, somebody. y'all won uh, smoked watermelon. <laughs> go, 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 go collect it a safe way near you. All right. We out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>